wrestling fans! Ah, it's that time once again for them boys from 607 Podcast to hook all things pro wrestling. It's time for this week's edition of 607 TWS live on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. And anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. And of course, we are coming to you as we do every week from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am one of your hosts here on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. I'm also the host of the Three Fat Nerds podcast. My name is Rich. And joining me in the co-pilot chair as he does each and every week, he is... The other host here at 6-7 Podcast on Twitch, but also better known as the host of the Ocho Juro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the OGPH. I'm talking about Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, what is going on? What is happening? Different camera angle, but we're still bringing you that great content. And holy crap, we got a show ready for you tonight. Yes, it's going to be another supersized edition, much like last week. Not 10 days, though, unfortunately, JVD. Not 10 yes. days. But we are joined today, and that's the reason why the camera's a little different, obviously, because we have to get everybody in shot. We are joined in studio today by up-and-coming professional wrestler extraordinaire. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Super B, Brandon Sevilla. Thank you for joining us in studio here at the 8122 Production Studios for 607 TWS. Thanks for having me. I, I'm really excited. I've never done a podcast before. That was impressive that whole thing guys, <laughs> that was a pretty cool intro. well you know <clears throat> you know back in the days before you even were excite wrestling when i was still working there with moose uh there was times where i would find out like three days before that he was like eh, buddy uh i think <laughs> i think i'm gonna need you to uh ring announce because we're gonna have uh ian get killed okay I might so, remember that. That's, from being that's in the so. Crowd. I've been I've I've ring I've been a ring announcer a few times out of necessity. I've done a lot of jobs in the wrestling business. Oh yeah yeah. I'd be afraid to try that, but yeah, that was impressive. It's not, it's not too bad. It's not, believe it or not, once you get past the first uh, step when you come out to do it, it's not it's not any different. You have the harder job as a wrestler in that ring than I did <laughs> sitting out there. And I mean, the first time we came out, we did like this open like hot spot, and it was my first thing, and I was like nervous because I'd never done like ring announcing, and I was just supposed to come out and be like, oh, you guys want to just battle then you know what let's make it a match get a referee in there ring the bell that was my literal line then later in the night that was when we were announcing the uh title tournament mm. and uh moose goes so uh buddy i want you to i want you to go out there and do it like howard finkel <laughs> well, i can't do howard finkel but i did a good i did a good enough job you did a great job they tried to get me heat with joe gacy because when i would announce joe gacy i would uh justin robertson because obviously justin robertson you know he's real good so i would uh do the you know Joe Gacy, and then he was like, oh, "He's calling you gay." And Joe Gacy's like, "Dude, <laughs> he's like, dude, I love how he holds on to it. Keep doing it that way. Yeah, like, yeah it sounds would. important. So you know, it was a lot of fun times. But I feel like you could have done that way longer too of the intro. But oh yeah, we had uh, a lot of stuff to get. Oh through. my god, we could we could do it forever. But once again, there's a ton to talk about. But you know, we're obviously we're going to talk later to, about you. You got a huge event coming up this weekend. Oh yeah, here in the six oh seven. Also, you can watch it anywhere on the uh, World Wide Webs. We'll talk about that because it'll be on Twitch. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, of course, but before all that, we've got to talk about the huge wrestling. I mean, it was only the biggest weekend in wrestling. Couple every new stories. Year. Yeah, a couple, a couple of new stories. Couple, Too many couple, shows. Couple, couple shows. You know, the collective. 
We got to talk about that. We got to talk about Supercard of Honor. That we got to awesome. talk about some, uh, you know, some other shows that went on as well. And of course, you know, there was a little event that went on called WrestleMania. I don't mm. know. I don't know if anybody at home has heard of WrestleMania. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But you know, hey, stupendous! It was stupendous. Yes, a stupendous WrestleMania this year. Extravaganza. But before we get in there, uh, let's kick it to our guests first. Hey, throw some plugs out there. How do people get a hold of you on the interwebs? Or... Well, my phone number is. <laughs> six... <laughs> no. Be careful, I... they can, you can get Sami Zayn there. <laughs> oh yeah, that was crazy. He was actually answering. I <laughs> no, I have uh, just doing Twitter at Super B Sevilla S E V I L L A. Um, and I don't know how to get to my YouTube. I don't know how do you shout that out, but there's a link on my Twitter to that. There you go. You can check out my matches and uh, some music I've been putting out and promos and all that stuff. And yeah, that's about it. I don't like, we were talking earlier, I'm not a big social media guy, so I picked one that I can keep, you know, uh, disciplined with check twitter a little bit put it away and yeah i'm not scrolling for hours don't worry i'm not big on social media either he's the godfather of social media next to me that's 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 how i uh, do this thing you know but uh speaking of which ken m tell the folks how to find you in the odph very simple you swing on over to odphpodcast.com you join in the conversation on our social media accounts we have them all right on the front page you check out parley points new blogs dropping especially a brand new blogs count anywhere complimentary blog to this podcast you're listening to right now check out the t public store the link is right there uh, all that classified section, uh, friends of the show. You name it, if it's ODPH, it's found at odphpodcast.com. Of course, last but not least, Three Fat Nerds. Anywhere you get great podcasts, search for Three Fat Nerds. Of course, the easiest way to find us, 8122productions.com. Patreon link is up there, patreon.com slash 8122production. Also, the Public link is on there. You can hit that up if you want to buy some merch, support the shows. Uh, you know, Find out about Horror Zone 607, Three Fat Nerds Podcast, the 607TWS Tons of great stuff. One-stop shop, 8122productions.com. If you do want to find me on social media, we're on pretty much every social media. It's 3 Fat Nerds Pod. Throw it at in front of it if you have to. Easy, simple, easy peasy, lemon squeezy until I decide the day that I'm like, I'm going to rebrand everything by me. <laughs> and then it could be that could be problems. Great but, follows. Great follows. You guys cover everything. Yes. Thank you, man. Thank you. We, we try, you know, a little bit of nerdy, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of horror, a little bit of... I, all my interests are wrapped into something different. So nice. it's always a good time. But, eh, you know... The social media sometimes can be a headache. And I wanted to bring that up before we dive into the show. Sure. Because I think it's always important. I, I did take a sabbatical this weekend. Kind of knew this. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not. I, I enjoy WrestleMania weekend. Whether the show's good or not, I enjoy the weekend. I'm a wrestling fan. I enjoy watching the the shows that are coming, the independent shows, and everything else that happened with it. So I enjoy WrestleMania. And I was like, you know what? This year, not going to be on Twitter that much. I dropped in occasionally to make sure if somebody Smart. tagged me in something or, you know, to like it or, you know, our, our friends and stuff to drop my opinion. That was it. And I'm glad I did because I, th- when I was on, you scroll a little bit and you just see like just random stuff and I'm just shaking my head like, can we not have a good time? Yeah. Like it, it, there had to have been at least out of the million and a half shows that were aired somewhere because like IWTV was running shows, mm-hmm. Fight TV's running shows, you know, uh, you know, WrestleMania's going on. So like you feel like there's all these shows, you had to have been able to find one you liked. Yeah. One. And so There's I was something more, for everybody. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, exactly. let's, let's stay positive. I've always said that, and it just gets tiring. So I'm like, you know, what? I'm not going to ruin my weekend. I'm just going to go out and watch what I watch. And I saw a lot of great wrestling. So if you missed the great wrestling, and we're going to talk about a lot of it that you can go back and watch. Uh, some of it will be no, in no particular order because let's be honest, the collective I'm going to jump around on. But with that being said, we're going to structure the show as oh, also 
going out there, and I, I made a mention on the internet about this. We talk opinions, as we know, on the show. It's just our opinion. That doesn't mean we hate, and I don't hate any of the things I saw, but just because the show was great doesn't mean there wasn't a problem or I didn't take something away from it that I didn't like. And, of course, I'm going to say it because why Why not say it? That's what we were here for. Well, It'd yeah. be an awful, boring show if I just went, in the first match, and I just read down a card. So I it, like let's be respectful. If you want to join the chat, we always want to hear from you. Please give us your feedback. We'll be respectful of you. Be respectful mm-hmm. of us. And the same thing, and I want you to extend that to the Internet because I, I feel like, that, that sometimes people get behind those keyboards they're like ah man I, I get scot free away from it no 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 well people get offended like they're the one running the company right yeah, like, yeah. this yeah. is just a discourse you can like what you like and dislike and keep absolutely it civil. Yeah. keep it civil there it is I like that and you want know the thing is you made the perfect point the perfect point is and I've said it before I'll say it again you ain't get until the day I get paid by WWE <laughs> AEW you know Ring of Honor insert you know company here I don't care what you say about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But, you know, remember, there's people out there, different strokes for different folks. Like we said, there's all sorts of wrestling. And you know what? I give credit. WrestleMania took a big risk on, you know, running that comedy match that we'll talk about in the main event segment. Because mm-hmm. okay. we're going to break down WrestleMania in the main event segment because obviously it was WrestleMania. Let's be honest. In the mid-card, we're going to talk about that Ring of Honor show, a couple other shows, and some news. But we're going to open it up. We're talking about the collective, but before I can do that, I know that Ken would be real mad at me if I didn't, you know, do the obligatory. It's time! Let's kick it off. Let's open it up. And I'm not going in order for the collective because we are, we get it. I, I usually take it from cage match. So I'm going to go in the order cage match had him with, they did not put them in order. So I already know they're not in order. But I just want to talk about the show. So let's go and do it. Let's start with Planet Death. Because I, I know you're, you're not a big deathmatch guy, and that's fine. <laughs> but uh, they did have a whole deathmatch show during uh, The Collective, which was called Planet Death. Here's uh, I'm going to run through it all. I'm gonna no one the, died, right? Nobody died. No, so Thankfully, that's a success. Died. It was, it was <laughs> a, right. a successful show. Uh, I'm going to run through who won. And when we get to the end, we'll just talk about matches that we want to throw on the spotlight. Sure. That doesn't mean something's bad. We're just going to kind of, that way we can shave a little bit of time because we got a lot of shows. So uh, Planet Death, uh, we opened with the Taipei Death Match where Slade defeated Bam Sullivan. Next up, we had a thumbtack kick pad in Light Tubes Death Match where Cole Raderick, that's right, the Ratty Daddy defeated Akira. Uh, next up was the Boards of Fuckery Death Match where Sawyer Wreck <laughs> defeated Brandon Kirk. Uh, we also had a uh, following with a light tube bundles death match. Shane Mercer, the Iron Beast, defeated Neil Diamond Cutter. Uh, next up was the Quite light funny. tubes death match. Name. Yeah, Neil Diamond Cutter's great. <laughs> light tubes death match. Hoodfoot defeats Madman Pondo, the legendary uh, death match wrestler. And in the main event, in a barbed wire doors death match, Sadika defeated a different kind of boy, Jimmy fucking Lloyd. Uh, honestly, if you are a death match aficionado if you like deathmatch wrestling planet death was a great event uh my my match of the show definitely cole raderick taking on and defeating akira two young up-and-comers both are really good in the ring whether it's death matches or regular matches ken what did you think of the show that's why i gave the salute to cole raderick he is lighting it up on the deathmatch scene but he's just lighting it up period on the indies right now love that match in the slate and bam yeah cool. i've been seeing he's been rising i see a lot of post-match photos of him covered in blood with his arm being raised, so I was like, that guy's a... Slade's a badass, yeah. man. And he is. He's, you're definitely starting to see him all over. He's getting a nice groundswell. So uh, check it out if you like deathmatch wrestling. If you don't like deathmatch wrestling, it's probably not for you. Just going to throw that one out there. 
Uh, next up on the collective, and this is something that you might be interested in. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Bloodsport, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Oh, I love Josh Barnett. Yeah, well, Josh Barnett uh, presented Bloodsport 8 on the collective. Yeah, I'll have uh, to check that out. i got to get the fight app. Dude, it's, 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 it's good worth stuff. it. It's definitely worth it. Let's let's jump it down. Here we go. Masha Slamovich defeated Janai Kai in the opening contest. Next up, Ninja Mac defeated Yoya by referee's decision. Ninja Mac. Uh, next up, we had Royce Isaacs defeat Bad Dude Tito. Uh, we had Alice Coughlin defeat Slade by referee's decision. John Hennigan, yeah, that John Hennigan, defeated Simon Gotch uh, in a great match. Marina Shafir got, defeated Zeta Zang. J.R. Kratos defeated the returning Timothy Thatcher by KO. Knocked him out. Yua Uamori defeated Speedball Mike Bailey. Josh Barnett defeated Jonah. John Moxley defeated Biff Busick by KO. And in the main event of the evening, Chris Dickinson defeated Minoru Suzuki by referee's decision as he was deemed not to be able to go any further after a gigantic amount of forearms hit the back of his head. Minoru Suzuki putting in that work this weekend. Hell yeah, he did. <laughs> I love him. There was only a couple wrestlers like that would put in just as many matches as he did. Like, but this card absolutely was amazing. And Ninja Mac, it was weird seeing him with because obviously with Bloodsport they don't have the rope set up, so it's definitely a different kind of uh, look for him. But great match. Oh yeah, Kumite all day. I mean, there was I don't think there was a slouch match on here. If you're asking me for the match of the show, in my opinion, uh, we've been waiting a long time for Dickinson versus Suzuki, and it, it lived up to all of that. But music looked great against John Moxley, though. Yeah. That was a great match. And, I mean, John Moxley, we would see that. It wasn't the last time we saw him that day. By the way, uh, Vitimbo, Super B is a fantastic up-and-comer. His matches have been fantastic. Look out for this man. There you go. We got that was, Thank there. you very much. I didn't know people were watching. Back to uh, <laughs> John Moxley. He's been looking incredible lately, too. And, the, you know, the match that he had on Dynamite last week was oh. awesome with Jay Lethal. And Jay, yeah. Another guy who had a big weekend. Yes. Mr. Lethal. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll be talking about that in the very near future. But let's talk about one of the big ones that went down. GCW's Joey Janela's Spring Break 6, Part 1. Uh, the opening contest was a, the GCW Tag Team Championship 3-Way. Matt Tremont could not make the show. So Nick Gage actually had a replacement to defend the titles, and it was Slade. Oh, jeez. However, at the end of the day... <laughs> The Briscoes, them boys, Mark and Jay, defeated the team of Nick Gage and Slade and the Second Gear crew to become your new and two-time GCW World Tag Team Champions. Redneck Kung Fu. Oh, yeah. Yes. It was a great match. If you did not see this one, it was a great match. Next up, one of my favorites out there right now, and this was a big match and was one of my favorite matches of the weekend, All Heart, a.k.a. the best in the world, Blake Christian, Defeated AR Fox. This match was insane. It was. It was. If you haven't seen, this is one to see. Can you guys just give me your login info? <laughs> watch this tonight. I need to see all these. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you know. Mickey James defeated uh, Alley Catch. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, we had a seven-way scramble match where the young prodigy Nick Wayne defeated the Alec Price, Gringo Loco, Jake Jack Cartwheel, Jimmy Lloyd, Jordan Oliver, and Ninja Mac, and it was very, very good. Uh, then we had the match that a lot of people were waiting for. Joey Janela got his flowers, so to speak, as he defeated X-Pac. Mm -hmm. <laughs> got his flowers. Oh yeah. yeah, well, that was the whole thing that he was going with. He wanted his flowers. He's the one that's the reason why GCW, and that's why he turned on X-Pac. And he defeated X-Pac in this match, which was pretty. It was a pretty. It was a great match. X-Pac looked amazing. By yeah. the way, after match, we all thought this was his last match. He said, "Not so quick." 
Nice. I, I, think, I think I'm going to do some more matches here in GCW. Which yeah, he's is got to heal awesome. from an injury, right? Yeah, he said right after I'm, uh, I think it was a bicep, and he said right after I'm back, I'm, I'm going to come back in this ring, I'm going to kick Joey Janela's ass. That's awesome. So that's he's good been, to hear. He's been on my TV since I was a kid. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad he's still doing Legend. It. High level, too. Yeah. Next up, we have the GCW World Heavyweight Championship match. I'm just going to throw it out there. And still, your GCW World Heavyweight Champion, John Moxley, as he defeated the motherfucking truth, AJ Gray. <laughs> I was shocked at this ending because I, I, no, like, I, like, I honestly, I had AJ Gray winning this thing the entire night. And then this match lived up to the brutality, though. Dude, Moxley is on a whole nother level. Yeah. On, especially in GCW. Between Bloodsport and this, and I'm not saying he's phoning it in anywhere because he doesn't phone it in. But man, this was like vintage, to use a Michael Cole world, John Moxley from when I was watching him in GC or CZW back in the day. Yes. Like, very, very methodical, very vicious. He even did the the recoil clothesline on AJ Gray. Yes, that was, it was wild. It was insane. Of course, I always love him in the indies because he comes out the shit list, which yeah. is what I remember about him when he was in the indies. All the stuff I've seen in him in GCW is impressive, but he's just been on another level lately. I don't know. It's I don't know how he can withstand the punishment yeah. <laughs> like how night after night, but he goes hard. He doesn't like you said. He doesn't phone it in. Never. I don't think I've ever, you know. Uh, and he just one, looks great, man. His physique is looking great. He's just on a new level. So. Remind me one day when I have more time for the people at home, I will tell you my the first time I ever met John Moxley story. Because I, I think I can get away with that one. It's yes. not that bad. I want to hear that. Uh, yeah, I, I can share it with you off air, but we have a lot of time to go through today. <laughs> uh, last but not least, the main event of the evening was for the GCW Ultraviolet title. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, and new GCW Ultraviolet champion, John Wayne Murdoch, the Duke of Hardcore, puts down the three-peat man himself, Alex Cologne. Boy, talk about revenge. Yeah, I'm still I, I'm still feeling it in my arm, and I wasn't even involved in the match. Like That was one of the most insanely brutal things i've ever seen but listen the duke was he was doing he came in there and imposed the will uh yeah i know I, I, like i said i know you don't like a lot of that uh more extreme stuff but uh this was one of those I'm just concerned for the people's health right no, it's like you fine. have like you wrestled in the death match on saturday you still got to go work you yeah. work on Monday morning sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. I feel for these people getting on these planes with the cuts and the bruises and the soreness. Or, or if you're John Wayne Murdoch, you wrestled the very next day for uh, H2O Wrestling yes. against, uh, or no, for ICW, sorry, against uh, Atticus Coger. So, eh, you Savages. know, in another death match. Savages. But uh, I will say, this is one of those ones that I, I like to tell the people if you want to see a death match where it's a decent death match and you're not going to, it's not just violence for the sake of violence, because I know that's what people's problems. This one told a story very good in ring work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, both both John Wayne Murdoch and Alice Colon are on the top of their game in that in that division, and they can wrestle regular matches because we've seen them do it. So it's it's those are two guys to check out. If you want to if you want a taste of it, those are the guys you want to really check out. I'll definitely yeah. check all these out. I, I didn't have forty hours to watch wrestling. That's okay, dude. <laughs> I, I I wasted my whole weekend away, but I, I don't think it's a waste because I, I enjoyed every minute. That's no, your job. You're informed. I feel like I didn't do my homework, but That's I tried. Okay. No, I it's my right. best. I missed part of this card too because I got catching up. I heard the Briscoes won, but I didn't hear about the replay. For, uh, yeah, Tremont. Slade came out, baby. Wow. All right, speaking of Slade, Team JC... And, uh, the next day, we had LA Fights versus JCW. I should say that first because another card. Uh, it opened with a super series of survival elimination match, so think Survivor Series. Team JCW, Bam Sullivan, Brandon Kirk, Charlie Tiger, Ellis Taylor, Janai Kai, Jordan Oliver, and Slade and Yoya. So they had a gigantic list. Defeated the Team LA Fights, Bad Dude Tito, Damian Drake, Hunter Freeman, Jordan Cruz, Judas, Lucas Riley, Matt Vandergraff, and Titus Alexander. Hell teams. of a stack yeah. teams, and it was an elimination match. It was wild. 
Uh, next up, repping JCW, the king of wreck shit mountain, Raddy Daddy himself, Cole Raderick, defeated now representing LA fights, but from the East Coast, uh, our good friend Kevin Blackwood. Yeah, this was a great, great match. match. Speaking about a guy who can do it all, Rad- Cole Raderick. Does death matches? Does regular wrestling? He's a, he's a great hybrid athlete. Book him, Moose. Yeah, he yes. should. Definitely. Uh, LA Fights got a win in the third match because Jack Cartwheel reckon, uh, representing LA Fights defeated the Price City OG, Alec Price. Very good up and comer. Yeah, great he, match. I see him everywhere. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's putting stuff right in now. his mouth and going like that. But <laughs> I watch his matches. He's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, next up. Repping JCW, or no, sorry, repping LA Fights. Or, oh, no, wait a minute. They skipped around a little bit. We went to a no decision with Big Vin. Well, Big Vin defeated Juicy Fanu. Great match between two big guys. Mm-hmm. LA Fights gets a win back because the Prodigy, in the Battle of the Prodigies, Nick Wayne defeats Marcus Mathers. This was an excellent match of two up-and-comers. Like, I was blown away by this one. This match, this was match one. This is my best, my favorite match of the night. The match that followed was my second favorite because Team JCW gets one back with Billy Starks defeating Sandra Moon. This is a great match too. B Boy, the West Coast legend, the OG repping LA fights, defeats East Coast legend repping JCW Grim Reefer. Yes. And then last but not least in the main event of the evening, and trust me, I'm not saying teams here. Because both JCW and LA Fights were all back in Dark Sheik as Dark Sheik defeats Charles Mason. Nobody likes Charles yeah, Mason. Yeah, everybody hates Charles Mason. Nobody likes Charles Mason. I don't like him even. <laughs> uh, what do you think of JCW versus LA Fights? It was great. Uh, B-Boy and, and Grim. Uh, the end when they were going to tra- call a truce and then Grim just decides to give him a cutter. Fantastic. <laughs> like Top to bottom, Like if you want to talk about a showcase, uh, you know, we always say like the developmental league of G- or GCW. This was a great showcase. Like I say, Cole Raderick and, and Kevin Blackwood would tore it up. Ooh. That was great. And Mathers and Wayne. Oh, my God. Kevin Everything. Blackwood is amazing. Oh, he, He's yeah. Benedict Sight, and he is incredible. Dude, I, I love the fact that not only did he reinvent himself here on the East Coast, now he's gone out to the West Coast. He's killing it out on the West Coast. And he's seen just him all nice. Time. He's oh, just yeah. a nice dude. Yeah. He's so. super He's super awesome, very supportive of a lot of things. Can't say enough good things about Kevin Black. I think he's doing uh, New Japan, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, doing, he's doing some strong. Uh, strong, I think. He's doing yeah. some strong here, and then you never know, because that always can lead to the you know going overseas. He deserves it, man. He he is a hell of a talent, and he goes hard. So, I like he's committed. Yeah. Absolutely. He's got a unique look, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, very oh, so. Absolutely. All right, let's get into the next card, and this is a great card, and I think it's one of my favorite cards of the entire weekend. For the Culture 2022, mm-hmm. of course, this is where we're going uh, GCW every year. AJ Gray gets the host and uh, puts on the best black athletes in professional wrestling today. And they did not disappoint yet again. Because let's be honest, you opened the match for the Impact Knockouts Championship. And still champion Tasha Steeles as she defeated Big Swall. Great opener. Yeah, I got to check that out. Oh, it's a phenomenal match. They're both awesome. Uh, next up, we had uh, Michael Aku defeated... And Dino, uh, Carly, Charlie Bravo, Judas, uh, Keita, PB Smooth, and Trey Shaw in a seven-way scramble match. Very good match. Keita. Uh, yeah, Keita's amazing. Keita Murray. He's, he's doing good things out there, man. Uh, of course, next up in a tag team match, Shane Taylor Promotions, O'Shea Edwards, and Shane Taylor himself with Ron Hunt in their corner defeated the Hitmakers, AG, AJ Francis, and Tahuti Miles with Brianna Brandy in the corner. Of course, originally it was supposed to be a six-man tag, but uh, Swerve got pulled for the ROH show, which is fine. Yeah, but this was a fantastic match. Oh, it was a fantastic though. match Love either this. way. Uh, next up, we had Trisha Dora defeating MJ Jenkins. In a non-title match, AJ Gray defeated uh, Darius Lockhart. 
In a fatal four-way match, the bounty hunter Brian Keith defeated JTG, Mysterious Q, and Zen Shi. This match was phenomenal. This was definitely living this up to the hype. This was match of the, the day. I, it's a phenomenal match. I cannot get this. And, of course, in the main event, which was a death match, we got Hoodfoot defeating Billy Dixon. Oh. And, dude, if you didn't see Billy Dixon before, he's a tough son of a bitch, yeah. man. <laughs> I love it. And uh, that wouldn't be the last we saw of Billy Dixon this weekend. We'll talk about him again in a minute. But we got to be remiss if we don't talk about Joey Janela's Spring Break Part 2, which was known as the greatest clusterfuck. <laughs> it it uh, lived to the billing. <laughs> uh, we'll get to the clusterfuck in a minute. But uh, before the clusterfuck, we had the opening contest between Chris Dickinson def- with Missy Hyatt in his corner defeated Matt Cardona with Chelsea Green in his corner. Absolutely love this match. Great match, by the way. Nice. They worked a great match together. Uh, next up. 607 TWS's resident and favorite asshole, Tony Deppin, defeated Biff Busick, then got on the mic and said, hey, for all you people who think that I'm not fucking good, go fuck yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Deppin's a great wrestler. All man. those guys are good. Those last two matches, those are incredible matchups. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Awesome. Guess what? In a, in, a, in a match, there was a replacement match. This is where GCW shines. Mm-hmm. This is a replacement match. Speedball Mike Bailey defeated hashtag Big Breakfast, hashtag the East Coast Ace, hashtag the Clout Cutter, Jordan Oliver, and uh, Speedball Mike Bailey gave him the floor. He was very impressed with Jordan Oliver, and uh, as most people should be. Another young up-and-comer, by the way, we did pass Jordan Oliver on to Moose, and hopefully we get to see Jordan Oliver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I saw that. I Uh, want Mike Bailey in. Oh, I would love to see Speedball as well. I would like to wrestle him. Oh, well, we gotta go. make that happen. Put it out in the world. <laughs> That's how you get things. Out of each other. Uh, next up in the last singles match of the uh, spring break, Minoru Suzuki defeated Effie. And uh, this match for me, it didn't click so well. I don't know if it's just the two didn't dance so well together. Still a good match. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Didn't just clusterfuck. We're not gonna go over the whole clusterfuck. The clusterfuck <laughs> literally lasted. Like, I, I want to say two hours. Yeah, it felt like that. <laughs> and I'm not making... It wasn't a bad thing. It was very entertaining and fun. But they did it. They don't have... Nor- it's like a Royal Rumble. But they don't have normal intervals. They mm. kind of set it up the way they want to set it up. It's kind of fun. Uh, all you need to know is the second gear crew won as a whole. Yeah. Men. But in this match, we got to see Maven. Yes, Tough Enough Maven was in this match. Buff uh, the Stuff Bagwell. for the advancement of Maven. Bring uh, back Maven. <laughs> Buff the Stuff Bagwell in this match. Oh, he's been teasing something. He's been yeah. super active. Well, right now he's got an injured knee, but it was still fun to see him out there. The crowd loved it. He came out and ate a super kick from Joey Janelle in a pin. But that's okay. He was injured. Did he wear his hat? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he was, he was so injured. Check it out, folks. He was injured, but the fact that he got in the ring was super cool. That's awesome. Of course, you know, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that Jimmy Wang Yang in this match. The legend. <laughs> and by the way, Jimmy Wang's daughter, Jazzy Yang, also in this match. And most notably... She made Josh Barnett tap out. Yes. Wow. It's a funny story. I will tell you just to give you How this. How old is Jimmy Wang? I mean, he was in Ooh, WCW. He's got to be in his, he's mm-hmm. be in his 40s wow. now. Yeah. But here's the thing. She got Bar... She, 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 I guess she's one of Barnett's students. Mm-hmm. She kind of leg took him down, and he kind of let her, and then she got a, like a knee bar, and then Josh went into trainer mode and told her how to apply the hold better in the middle of the cluster. <laughs> yeah. And then he, like, he was like, that's how you do it, and hit the mat. And she was like, he tapped, he tapped. And the, and the rest the were like, of a and he shook fight. her hand. It was kind of funny. Oh yeah, but you know, Josh Barnett is. It, but before that, Sean Ross Sapp was out in the ring because he was in the in the event, and he was talking shit, and he was going to beat everybody up. And the <laughs> next entrant was Josh. In Barnett. fact, Josh Barnett. And real quick, he didn't want a piece of Josh Barnett. But then he got 
or he got eliminated by Ken's girlfriend, Denise Salcedo. Yes. Well, people but, don't forget that Josh Barnett's a former world champion. Youngest mm-hmm. world champion yeah. in the history of UFC. I, I got into an argument about someone with that. I had to pull it up on Wikipedia. They oh, really? They didn't believe oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. I just want to throw it out there. Josh Barnett's a bad dude if you haven't seen him. He's a great wrestler, too, because he does both. He's a catch, he's a catch wrestler. Mm-hmm. He seems and, like the kindest person, though. I heard him on oh, Rogan, yeah. like, last week. Oh, yeah. And he's this killer. No, he's he's super kind, and that's like him. Like, what he did in the match, they did it for fun, but that's what he does with young wrestlers. He takes them aside, teaches them how to cut. Even when he's on shows, even if they're not his students, he he teaches them, like, okay, this is how you're applying this whole. You should do it this way. It looks more real. It looks more believable. Yeah, like and, when they blur the line like Yeah, that. and he takes, he takes the time. And that's what you need. You need a guy that's going to take the time and Josh Barnett's that guy, and it's awesome. Let's move on to a, an event that I did not get to see live because I was because it, it just happened to be on the same time as uh, uh, the Ring of Honor show, mm-hmm. I do believe. And that, of course, was GCW's Gringo Locos, the world on Lucha. But this, I did watch this event. Yes, this lived up to everything you were expecting from this card. The opening contest, Johnny Caballero defeated... Jack Cartwheel, and that would also be John Morrison. I was, he, I was trying to put it numerous, together. Numerous names that he uses. That was one of them. Uh, he came out with holsters with little water guns that he was squirting water on people. Well, I'm glad he's it was kind fun. of fun. Yeah, he's definitely living it up. On By the way, great right match, now. though. Jack Cartwheel, he threw him out of the ring, and Cartwheel then did cartwheels all the way around the ring. The name is not just a name. He uh, next, next up, we had our favorite asshole here at 607 TWS, Tony Deppin. He gets another big win as he defeated Psychosis. Yes, the legendary match. Psychosis. Hell yeah! Uh, next up, we have the six-way scramble match. The Iron Beast Shane Mercer defeated Arrow Boy Chris Carter, Drago Kid, Golden Dragon, and Octagon Junior. This was wild, dude. One of these things is not like the other. That's Shane Mercer, but yet he still won. Have you ever seen Shane Mercer wrestle? He's sure. from the Midwest. Uh, we'll have to get you some stuff from him. He's a gigantic dude, super strong. I watch a ton of these compilations on YouTube, these like, oh my God moment compilations, and they're like 85% GCW. So I'm sure I've seen all these guys. I just don't know their names, but I've yeah. seen a ton of it. He is a freak of nature. Like He is a fantastic in the ring, and just some of the stuff you can do, you can't think a guy his size can, and he's just phenomenal. Next up, in a Lucha Extrema match, the legendary Pagano defeated... Sadika. Mm-hmm. Very good match, Very by the way. Match. And uh, Pagano gave her the stage. Mm-hmm. After he won, he's like, take the bow. You so this is a whole your... lucha show. They did. Yes. Yeah, they did a whole lucha show. So how many shows do they have all together? 12 officially. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. And how many we haven't days? Even got... It started Three Thursday. Days? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They didn't oh, do anything on Sunday. Well, different flavors. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something for everybody. And All right there in Dallas? Yep. yep. At the that... fairgrounds where they do the state fair. That's awesome. Uh, next up, we have the six-man tag team match. Team Gringo, Abismo Negro Jr., Demonic Flamita, and Gringo Loco defeated the team of Laredo Kid, ASF, and Ray Horace. This match was phenomenal. And the money that got thrown in that ring, much respect. ASF has been featured on a gift that's going around the net right now because he was slingshotted as he jumped on the second rope into a Hurricane Rana. Oh, yeah. And I that's, saw that. that's making the run. That's from that match. That was insane. Yes. It was one of the wildest spots I've ever seen in wrestling. Just when you think that people can't get any more innovative, then they think of this stuff. Yeah, I saw that. That went viral. I can oh, see yeah. why. Yeah, Chris Jericho, <laughs> I think, was tweeting about it, too. This is phenomenal. Yes. Great match, by the way. And this is, they've done this combination of guys in the six man before, and it's always good. Of course, Demonic Flamita is our second favorite asshole. Yes. Only behind Tony Deppin. And he's, he's, such, he's so good at it. Like, His it, names it, are all incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Demonic Flamita. Yeah. Yes. Next up, 
AR Fox defeated Ninja Kamikaze Mac. Great match. By the way, it was great. It was a great match. Yeah. It's like it's like watching a mirror match. It's like Ninja Mac is yeah. like kind of the evolution of AR Fox, but you know what? You, you can't defeat the original. Mm-hmm. And just size difference. Yeah. Like, just incredible things that that guy can do, AR Fox. Oh, my God. I'm glad yeah. he's still out there doing it, too. I didn't see him for a while, but he seems mm. to be all over this GCW. Yeah, he's, he's starting to make a comeback. He's down in Georgia training a lot of guys. He was at Mania because he trained Austin Theory. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. He was at he was in he was at ringside for the Austin Theory match oh, nice. at WrestleMania, which is awesome. Good fe- ke- uh, feather in the cap of AR Fox, another former Excite guy, AR yes. Fox. Oh yeah. Next, last but certainly not least, the main event of the evening, and this was a grudge match going all the way back to AAA. These guys have fought each other a ton of times. As a matter of fact, the reason why. The man who won this match is maskless. Is because of the man who he defeated tonight. But finally, he gets a win. Doctor Wagner Jr. Mm-hmm. to finally defeated Psycho Clown in a match, and that was uh, 20 minutes and 41 seconds. By the way, one of the things I love about uh, uh, Doctor Wagner Jr. is him searching the audience for somebody who speaks Spanish, just a fan to translate for him. <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't ask for a translator. He just goes out to the crowd, finds somebody who speaks Spanish, and has them translate what he wants them to say. It's interactive experience. It's, it's, it's yeah, actually it's a really very cool. cool thing. It's really cool. I, I, I can't say enough about how cool uh, seeing the legendary Dr. Wagner Jr. is. And Psycho Clown, man. Yo. I'm sold on... I, 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 the more I see Psycho Clown, the more I get why he's so popular in AAA. Yeah, he wins you over. He's just a good person. And he runs around. He's, he's, he makes sure he t- you know touches all the kids. Not in the bad way. But you know, <laughs> I, I know it sounded weird, but I'm just saying, like if you if, if you think, but if you think about it, like some wrestlers, you know, don't go around and high five all the kids anymore and make sure that you get that connection. He's more, he's he's you know, even though he'll go out there and bleed and everything else, he's a guy who will also make sure that the kids are you know going home happy as well. Yeah, that's what I try to that's, do. Yeah, that's, that's always, really it's, special for those guys. Yeah, those oh, guys, it makes the a kids, moment. Yeah, the children. You got to remember that's that's the future that we all were a kid watching wrestling, and yeah, that's the exactly. future of the business. Some of those kids are going to go on to be wrestlers, and you know let's let's keep them uh, keep them going. Exactly. All right, one last GCW card because we're not going to go over everything. Uh, even though I, I, I the Black Label Pro Show Norm I did not get to see yet. Maybe next week I'll break it down after I get to see it. But I heard nothing but good things mm-hmm. about it. But the last show we're going to talk about from the collective is. Effie's Big Gay Brunch. It went down on Saturday at I noon. I thought it was a real brunch. I didn't know it was an event. <laughs> yeah. I thought you could go get brunch with Effie. Oh, uh, no, no. Effie's Big Gay Brunch is a, it's a wonderful event. Of course, this is showcasing the LGBTQ plus community in wrestling. And uh, they always do a good job. They always put together great, great cards. And we always get to see some really wonderful wrestlers. And it was no difference. Mm-hmm. They opened with uh, Jay Vidal defeating Carlos Romo, and I thought that match was phenomenal. Excellent I've, match. I'd only seen Romo a couple times, and I've seen J- uh, Jay Vidal a bunch, but it was an amazing match. And I was just like, wow, that's how two young people get over mm-hmm. in, a, in a setting. Uh, next up, and I'm a big fan of this gimmick, Max the Impaler defeated Edith Surreal by Countout. I'm a big fan of both, yeah. but Max the Impaler, I don't know how that gimmick's not on TV. <laughs> It's a Mad Max gimmick, pretty much. Oh, there you go. It's it's, it's really cool. Uh, next up, we had a seven-way scramble match because GCW, so scramble matches are the specialty. Uh, Jordan Blade defeated Kid Bandit, Killian McMurphy, Rico Gonzalez, Shea Purser, and Silvio Milano. Oh, and The Whisperer, sorry. Uh, so Jordan Blade making it the second time in a row. He's got to come up with a big win out of uh, Effie's good Big Gay Brunch. Mm-hmm. 
personal friend, and I know you you mentioned you happen to you know obviously know who he is, Keita Murray. Defeated Billy Dixon in a singles match. That was phenomenal. That was a great match. I've known Keita for a while, so yeah, it's always Kita, good to see he's doing cool stuff. Yeah, one of the the first places I trained was at Backbreakers, and he was uh, our trainer's. He was like one of his top students. You could just tell he had the the stuff. And I uh, was watching TV a couple months ago, and I see a commercial, and I was like, "That looks like Keita. That's Keita." And my wife remembered him, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And then I went and found him on social media, and he's killing it. Oh, and he's killing the yeah, West Coast. He's, really he's always right had now. the stuff, man. That guy is awesome. I'm really, I like seeing good things happen to good people. So he deserves it. I hope Absolutely. he keeps it up. Yeah, I think he's doing New Japan strong as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, he is. Yes. You know the funny story. I I will get a quick story because I want to put him over. Uh, me and him actually, when I started working at Taco Bell uh, back in the day, I trained in the Clark Summit store. He actually worked with me. He was one of my employees. Really? Yeah. I was working in the pro wrestling business. That was back when I was still doing uh, working with 2CW and uh, I think Excite just started. So I was working there as well and he was training didn't even know we found out after the fact that we were both involved in wrestling and we we're like oh shit i wish i would have known oh yeah man it's, it's he's super he was so i i knew him i wish we got awesome him more person. when he was on this side of the country i Absolutely. think him in a kit raft they did a tag team match at excite like maybe one or two mm-hmm. and then yeah i didn't see too much of him after that but yeah he's off in la doing yeah he's on the west coast yeah. man he's killing it out there uh next up we had a four-way tag match uh petty and pink Dylan McQueen and Kenzie Page defeated AC Mack and uh, Ashton Starr, Brooke Valentine and Devin Monroe, and MSP, Aiden Agro, and the Dragon Kid. Or the Danger Kid, sorry. Mm. Uh, next up in a singles match, one of our favorites, the Dark Sheik. Mm-hmm. And Dark Sheik had Pollo Del Mar in her corner, and she defeated the Twink Killer, Pero. Yes. Pero lost. The Twink Killer. That's what he calls himself. But he's he's also the ultimate daddy because he beat Effie. Facts. So him and dad, him and Effie had a daddy battle, and he's the ultimate daddy. I, I don't know if you've ever seen Pero. Gigantic man. Wonderful human being, by the mm-hmm. way. Wonderful human being. I love the names. I love all these names. Oh, yeah. These are incredible. Yeah. Uh, next up, Ali Catch defeated Dirty Dango. I don't know if you saw the gift going around for this. Yes. Dirty Dango gave Ali Catch a lap dance, and then she gave him a lap dance in the middle of a match. It was wild. Highly erotic. Oh, it was great. I saw a video, I think, of Summer Rae and Dango reunited. Was that at one of these shows? Uh, not on this show. It wasn't but GCW, but yeah, it was at another I, show. I think it was either. I think it was at a show during at WrestleCon, I want to say. Yes. I, think I feel you're like right. I, I read something about him saying he was going to hang him up soon. Yeah, soon. He's, he's going to yeah. do some more shows, and then he's going to... Walk I like away. this dirty dango thing he's doing. He looks like he's spreading his wings oh. and getting away from the WWE gimmicks. But this, you know he'll be back. Yeah, I'm sure, hopefully. he'll be back. He, I've always liked him. This this match was super good, a lot of fun. But they also had a great match. Mm-hmm. Like he, don't get it wrong, Alley Catch and and Fandango can both wrestle or Dirty Dango as he's going by now. And the the lap dance spot was just hilarious because it was kind of funny to see them. She's like, she's like, no, no, I can do it better. It was it was kind of funny. It was a cool moment. Check it out. Yeah. Of course, the main event of the evening. Legendary Luchador Pimpanella Escarlata defeated Effie. Great Effie match. loses on his own show. Yes. But hey, you know what? Sometimes you don't go over on your own show. Effie's blowing up. Dude, Effie is awesome. I, yes. would, I could see him in one of the big companies in the near future. I could definitely I see I think that. if the mainstream, the, the you know, the what's, what do they call it? The casual 
Casual base. wrestling fan? I think if people catch him, they're going to dig what he's doing. He's oh, pretty cool. Yeah. He's fantastic. You know, and you got to love the fact that he comes about out to Goodbye Yellowbrook Road, which is a phenomenal uh, <laughs> and also a wonderful human being, man. Every time I've ever had the the, the, the pleasure of speaking with Effie, uh, either seeing him at a show or whatever, and he's just he's just a wonderful, wonderful person. And definitely brings, you know, the fact that he cares enough that he puts on Effie's Big Gay Brunch, takes that, like, literally he books the whole show. Mm-hmm. I mean, GCW is bringing the people in, but he's the one that books the show. And he's always like, oh, I, one of these years, I don't want to be on it just because I, it's hard enough to book it. Hmm. And every year he has to be on it. He just wants to watch his booking. But I, I get it because he's Effie. Yes. Let's be honest. If he's not on the Big Gay Brunch, people are going to be like, no, Effie? Yeah. yeah. What's going on here? Uh, they don't serve any food there either, huh? No. Well, I mean, there's probably a concession stand. They but, should have, like, at least give people, like, French toast sticks or something. You know what? Maybe we'll have to get that uh, message to Effie. Maybe. I think Effie would be all for having a real brunch. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, so. He doesn't love brunch. Well, <laughs> before we switch gears and go on, I do want a preview. I thought we were going to make a weekend out with no shows. Nah. GCW said, hold my beer. Now that we're going to put on the collective and put on all these shows, WrestleMania weekend, we're going to come back to the Los Angeles, California area and also make our debut in San Francisco the following week. So uh, this upcoming, uh, you can buy the package together, by the way, and it's, mm-hmm. it's always cheaper to get both events together than separate. Uh, on fight.tv starting, of course, both of these shows are at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because they're 8 p.m. Pacific. Always a late watch yeah. if you watch them live. A lot of times we watch them the next day. We'll for catch the reason. replay for them. That's one great thing about fight, unlimited replay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So first up, this upcoming Friday, uh, Game Changer Wrestling returns to the, to the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Los Angeles, California with Paranoid. Uh, on this card, we're going to have Chris Dickinson versus Masha Slamovich. Chris Bay versus Jack Cartwheel. AJ Gray versus Kevin Blackwood, Ooh. ACH versus Nick Wayne. The I'm assuming this is going to be for the tag team titles, the Briscoes versus Bussy. Okay. Uh, Minoru Suzuki's taking on all heart plate Christian, and it looks like he's doing double duty according to this because it says for the GCW Extreme Title, AJ Gray is defending against Swerve. So it looks like they booked him double on the show because the uh. one is a non-title match. It's listed non-title. The other one is listed as a GCW Extreme title match. Maybe AJ Gray says, I'm going to prove to the world that I can still win. I mean, maybe. I, I think one might be getting, uh, moved off that one, but who knows? Hopefully, because there's not so much announced for the uh, debut in San Francisco, because the next night, uh, Saturday, they will be in San Francisco, California at the Midway, and uh, it's GCW Presents Devil in a New Dress. So far, listed for the show, we're going to have Minoru Suzuki against Speedball Mike Bailey. Nice. Biff Busick versus Masha Slamovich. Nice. Bandito versus Nick Wayne. Ooh. And the Dark Sheik taking on Joey Janela, who officially at uh, the Clusterfuck announced that he is no longer under AEW contract, so he could come out and smoke weed with the Grim Reefer. I was wondering about that. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> yeah, they did a whole spot where he could go and get high with Grim Reefer in the ring. Yeah. Oh, good. That's fun. <laughs> with that being said... That's what's upcoming. Fight.tv for this upcoming weeks. If you want to go back and pick up some of those shows from the collective, you can do that. I think you can still buy the bundle, but if you just want to pick up a couple of them, maybe some of them aren't your, your thing, go ahead and check those out. I apologize to Black Label Pro. I did not get to see Norm, which came on at midnight the first night of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and I was tired. <laughs> this might be a dumb question. Is Black Label Pro, is that um, Seth Rollins' company? Uh, no, but they're, they're a promotion out of the Midwest. Uh, a lot of talented people from the Midwest work there. They, they're kind of they, they they book a lot of great shows. Right. I can get you. They're on IWTV. 
All right, I'll have to check so it they, out. So it's it's very good because I know that good. he had his, at least his school. Yeah, his, uh, yeah, his school, school is, is out there. His his school is uh, black. It's black something. That's why I, got I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But yeah, but I've been hearing about them a lot. But he's he's yeah he's got a, a school out in Iowa. Nice. But yeah, no, they're Black Label Pro. You can find them on IWTV. Very good, very good. Uh, search out all those uh, great things. All right. With that being said, we are going to take our first break. And since I didn't cue anything up, we're going to listen to some uh, Fail Better by Can't our good go friend Shout at the Robots. If you're that. watching on Twitch, you're going to see the information for the ODPH. When we come back from break, we are going to talk about Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, a couple other shows, and most importantly, a little bit of news coming out of the weekend that isn't involved in World Wrestling Entertainment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. We are back from the, the the extended break a little bit there, uh, getting raw news from uh, Ken M over here. Breaking news. Ezekiel, allegedly, the formerly known Elias, clean shaven. Clean shaven. Uh, it was an amazing beard. Why would they do that? I know. Uh, glorious. Can't get rid of the beards. I, I mean, obviously, I'm a guy who likes a beard. I, I'm wearing one. All right. Let's talk about one of the biggest shows that went down that was not wwe and of course that was ring of honor present supercard of honor 15 that i did and watch by the way this is the first event under the new regime tony khan and AEW. yes uh so let's go down the rundown let's start on the pre-show on the pre-show we had colt cabana defeat blake christian in eight minutes and five seconds not a fan of this at all by the way uh it was a decent match i just don't think blake should be doing jobs at colt cabana i agree yeah i was surprised and I, mind you not taking a shot just 
Blake Christian's an up-and-coming wrestler. Cole Cabana. Ring of Honor legend. He but. is, but you know what? I understand they got to put him somewhere, and they can't really put him on the main card now because him and CM Punk don't get along. I get it. I get it. It's mm-hmm. tell me, tell me we're separating them without telling me we're separating them. I think I had seen an April Fool's meme that was like on Dynamite tonight, Colt Cabana and CM Punk. Ah, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I don't think that'll ever happen. Uh, next up on a pre-show, we had AQA defeat Miranda Alizé. Eight minutes and 15 seconds. Decent match. Very, Very good. Good match. Uh, next up, we had uh, Gates of Agony, Jasper Khan, and Toa Lyona. Both part of the Tully Blanchard Enterprises. TBE. Uh, they defeated Shinobi Shadow Squad. That was uh, Cheeseburger and Eliism. Uh, shout they, out to Cheeseburger. Shout out to yes. Cheeseburger, who's been around forever. Gotta love him, man. Or uh, uh. Next up, in the match that I really liked, of course, because I'm a big fan, and I've known him for a long time, Dalton Castle defeated Joe Hendry in a singles match. They got nine minutes and 40 seconds. Very good match. Love Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle's great. Come back to excite. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Oh, they loved him. The crowd loved him. Yes. Here we go. Let's go on to Supercard of Honor proper. In the opening contest, Swerve Strickland defeated the sauce god Alex Zane, 11 minutes and 40 seconds. Swerve is hot. Yeah, Swerve is hot. He's everywhere right now. This whole match was insane, though, and the uh, Hurricane Rana from the apron to the floor. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Literally took a note about that. I, would, I was like, that spot is insane. But they pulled it off safely, but it was the margin for error was very slim on that. Yeah. This was a big time for Alex Zane getting in front of a lot of eyes. I mean, he's been in front of eyes before, but a lot of eyes here. Good on him. Great match. And uh, Swerve, what can you say about Swerve? Yeah. Uh, next up, we got to find out the final member as of right now in the Tully Blanchard Enterprises as Brian Cage Swolverine. makes his return yeah. as he defeated Ninja Mac handily in two minutes and 50 seconds. wasn't a fan of the squash because I like me some Ninja Mac. But... Yeah, I was expecting it to be a little more competitive. But but I get it. I get what they're going with. I get the story. So I'm not mad about the loss. Yeah, I like, uh, I like Cage's who better than thing that he's doing to tribute to Canyon. So. Yeah. No, yeah, man, he's awesome. Yeah, interesting faction, though, I got to say. It is an interesting faction. He's a lot of big muscle men. And is he, like, out of this AEW sphere now? Like, what's going on? I just on don't think he's going to be out. I think he's uh, Cage, uh, Cage got re signed, and I think he's just being put in Ring of Honor. I'm not saying you won't see him on AEW, but I think that he's just going to be in Ring of Honor. But he did re sign with AEW. Well, like, the, that's one thing they didn't really clarify to the audience was we know that Ring of Honor is under the AEW banner. But they didn't kind of address, like, is it developmental? Is it a separate brand? They kind of left it very vague. Because when they mentioned, and we'll get to it obviously later with who made the big debut at the end, that that person's all elite. So mm-hmm. it's like, are they with Ring of Honor? Or are we going to see them doing cross shows? Like, Yeah, definitely. You can feel the AEW theme, like, oh, yeah. you know, through the entire show. Yeah. Obviously, with the stuff that's coming up. Oh, absolutely. So I would guess they would be doing both. But they were kind of. that's one thing I got to kind of nitpick about the show is like they didn't really clarify like what is Ring of Honor going to be now. Yeah. Well, like I said, a lot of these guys we know do have AEW contracts. Brian Cage is one of them. But I think that he's going to be in Ring of Honor pretty much. I, I don't know. We'll find out. Next up, we had the franchise player himself of Ring of Honor, Jay Lethal, defeated Lee Moriarty, who for some reason had Matt Seidel in his corner. Uh, at the end of the show, uh, at the end of what's going over, I'm gonna. It's not really nitpicky, but it, there's some weird stuff going on storyline. But I love what they did here at the end. We, we've seen Jay Lethal has struggled to win some matches on Dynamite and on on Dark and on uh, Rampage. Mm-hmm. He went low. He got a little he low. Uh, Lee Moriarty for the win. 
Yeah, this one I was happy to see the heel turn, uh, and like I say, it, but it, was it a heel turn? He he, you know, was conveying that he was struggling, but he did what he had to he do. He did what I had to do, and he came out, and of course, out comes uh, Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt's like, "What is going on?" Gets him to the back. Everybody's in the ring. I don't think this is a, a, a little teaser. We it's not the last we We're, saw of Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. We'll talk about that in a minute. Good Next, match, though. Great no, match. Great match. Yes. Next up was a match for the interim Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. Of course, your winner and the interim Women's World Champion, legendary women's wrestler Mercedes Martinez, as she defeated up-and-comer and awesome wrestler Willow Nightingale at by submission, 12 minutes and 45 seconds. This was a tremendous match. Yeah, I wasn't uh, familiar with the challenger. but Willow I was, Nightingale? Yeah, I was really impressed with that match. And Mercedes Martinez is a pro. Legend. So, yeah, that was a great match. Great yeah, card. Great match, and I know they said Deanna Perrazzo will be taking on Marci- uh, Martinez uh, at a later date. They said it was just a conflict, conflict for Conflict of schedule. Yes. Next up, we had the match everybody was waiting for. For the Ring of Honor oh. World Tag Team Championship, your champions coming in, Dem Boys, the Briscoes, taking on FTR. This is the match we've been waiting for. Dream 27 minutes, 25 seconds at it the end of the like day. It felt like it was 10 yeah, it, was it was awesome. Great yes. match. One of my favorite matches of the whole weekend. Oh, absolutely. I watched it twice. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. It, li- it lived up to everything that we were expecting for, and that's one thing. And more. Yeah. And one of the greatest tag matches I've ever seen. And yeah. not, a, not a huge buildup on television or anything, but like the, the stuff buzz. they were doing. Yeah, on the internet. And, and yeah, when uh, Harwood and Jay finally got face-to-face, that was awesome. Yes. But yeah, that whole match was incredible at the end of the day ftr is your new ring of honor world tag team champs brought about the old ring of honor tag title belts that uh, was noticeable you see the tights too yeah they, yeah they matched and uh i will say this very very big ups from uh dax got on the mic and uh you know it's, it's just it's expected that the briscoes probably will not be back uh we know that they could not reach a deal with AEW because of old tweets we won't jump into that mm-hmm. you know whatever but it's not expected for them to be back and uh before they went, though, you had Dax grab the mic and say, hey, listen, you guys are the greatest tag team ever. And he repeated. He's like, Let, make sure you hear it. You're the greatest tag team ever. They've been doing it forever. And yeah. shook their hands. Respect was earned by both sides. Like I said, this is one of the greatest tag team matches I've ever seen. And I'm going to get to my, and it's not nitpicky. I just did not like the fact that after the match, FTR goes to the back, gives the stage to the Briscoes to say goodbye. And then here comes the Young Bucks. To do Young Bucks things. And I get it. <laughs> it's Bucks owned stuff. by AEW. Yeah. It's owned, you know, Tony Khan's building this match on Wednesday that is now for the AAA tag titles and the Ring of Honor tag titles between FTR and Young Bucks. Their second meeting coming up this Wednesday should be a great match. My problem with it is this. Let the Briscoes get their flowers. Yeah. We just watched one of the greatest tag team matches ever. And I understand storyline. And I, I don't care what company. It has nothing to do with AEW here. Any company. Let's just see... The, the, the post-match, let's, let's, it doesn't need the extra. And you don't need to sell FTR versus the Bucks. It sells itself. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a little jarring because then they started bringing in the graphics for mm-hmm. Dynamite and stuff, and it just felt it was like, like an advertisement after we just saw this thing that was This tremendous, incredible. amazing Agreed. match. And it, it, honestly, it felt like they were kind of stepping on both FTR and the Briscoes a little bit. That's just my personal feeling. It doesn't take away from the match. I just don't think you need it. And then it was the lamest promo cut of all time because the, the uh, FTR comes back out for the save mm-hmm. the bucks pander off because you know they have they're playing the you know the sissy heels which is fine don't have a problem with what they did but really the exchange between the two teams was kind of stupid yeah like nick matt jackson just being like huh, huh we're gonna beat you for the triple a tiles might as well put the ring of honor ones on the line too and basically dax was just like shut the fuck up and get out of here <laughs> like like he, he he didn't really want to be a part of that 
exchange. It was he was like, we just got done wrestling one of the greatest tag matches of all time. We'll fight you right now. Yeah. I don't care. You could tell that they were like there might be like a little bit of realism about like they were upset the ru- the moment got ruined like yeah. you know with the whole skit. His gears got switched pretty hard because it was kind of not like an emotional, but you could tell afterwards that 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 match meant a lot to them. Even oh, yeah. after like they had just won the titles and they were hugging on the mat and stuff, and then the respect afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, now let's do this thing. But you know, business is business, and the shows well, right. Go on and like I guess I understand, but I, I I just hate the fact. And it's, other companies have done similar things. It's like you don't need to step on it, especially. I don't think you needed to step on it because the Young Bucks versus FTR sells itself. Yeah, exactly. Are you kidding me? Who's not going to tune in for that match? Oh yeah. Why do we have to oversell a match? Everybody's going to tune in for. It? Yeah, and they usually... honestly, I'm going to tune in for it because it's a great, it's two great tag teams. But can we let the Briscoes get their flat? I mean, think about it. We just heard. You know, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, I'm going to say FTR is one of the greatest tag teams of all time, and I believe that they are. I, I just saw them, literally, He put they put over the Briscoes as the greatest mm-hmm. and, and and left for that reason to say, here, here's your flowers. You earned this. Let this, these crowd, this crowd enjoy you for possibly the last time. We don't know. But let them enjoy you. And then we have to follow it with the Young Bucks who, like, I get it. They're being heels, and somebody's going to say that to me. They're being heels. But yeah. I feel just like you could have just done away. You could have just skipped that part, and it wouldn't have mattered. You know, because people are still tuning in. But that's just me. Yeah. Uh, my phone. Not to take away from an amazing tag team match, one of the oh, best no. tag team Grace, matches. One of the like I said, I thought it was one of the best matches of the whole weekend that I saw, all the stuff that I caught. And... I would say that it, if it wasn't the best match, top three. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, but I, I, I think this is one of the greatest tag team matches, period, I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. If you haven't seen it, See it. Complimentary styles. Just everyone in is a pro. I love the Briscoes. Oh, yeah. I'm an old school ROH yeah. fan. But so. you can also tell the FTR loves the Briscoes. Yeah. Like definitely. you could tell that was that was a fandom there of theirs to get to work with those guys. And you could tell in the ring, those guys just made magic happen. Both teams beat the hell out of each other. We saw some really cool stuff. You can we see some... Dax was hyped. I think even before he got his first tag, like he just left the apron and went and started dapping up people in the audience. Like oh, yeah, was... I saw that. That was yeah. unusual for him, too. Yeah, he, he was jazzed up. And it, was, it was great to but, see. But they understand the history and like what it means to take on a team like the Briscoes. Like, that's one thing FTR like, fully gets, and, and they really portray that, too. There was two matches this weekend where when the bell sounded, you had a pop, a huge pop. One of them is on the WrestleMania card, mm-hmm. and it involves Steve Austin, and we'll talk about yeah. it later. Yeah. And the other was this match. That should tell you how good this match is. Is yeah. that when that bell ring, that 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 crowd popped just for the bell ringing? They yeah. knew that they were going to see magic. That's pretty uh, rarefied air. I'm not saying that it was necessarily better than seeing Steve Austin in the ring, but I'm also saying that's rarefied air. People don't always pop when that and bell rings. FTR's debut match, right for Ring of Honor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And also, shout outs to them. That is the six companies' title, tag titles that they've held. They have the six star shirt out, and it tells all the dates that they've won. Some of them they've won multiple. That's what you do. You put the belts on them. Haven't got the GCW titles yet. Maybe we'll see the rematch there, putting that karma out in the world. Hey, they're taking indie bookings. That should tell you something. Excite. And of course, we could run it back. We could run it back with the Briscoes in GCW because they're the tag champs. Yes. All right. Let's talk about another title match the ROH World Television title on the line. A long time. ROH guy, member of the foundation, Rhett Titus, Titus. defending against the murder grandpa himself, Minoru Suzuki. Hell yeah. Awesome. But six minutes was the time of the match. Minoru Suzuki is your new Ring of Honor World Television Champion. I I wish it would have Yeah. I love Minoru Suzuki. I love, uh, me too. And I love the fact that he won. I just wish it would have been a little longer, in my opinion. Yeah, it did feel short. I'm not going to. 
I'm not talking shit about it because I love the fact that he won. Have no problem with him being the well, champion. He had a busy weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. I'm sure he was trying to get as short as possible because he left there and probably wrestled again. Uh, let's be honest, a lot of guys were. So I think actually that night he did because he was on. Yeah, he did. He was. He. That's the night he wrestled uh, Effie because that Joey Janelle spring break happened at midnight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he left there and went and wrestled Effie. Just get a quick belt. Let me keep it moving. Well, I just remember like half the card here was wrestling like between Impact and GCW. Oh yeah, yeah. Next up. ROH Pure Championship match. Your champion going in, Josh Woods, one of the most impressive uh, technical wrestlers on the planet. Go taking on Wheeler Yuta at the end of the match. 12.55 and new ROH Pure Champion, Wheeler Yuta. Uh, I had no problems with Wheeler winning this match. Obviously, for him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But obviously this is going a little more in that AEW storyline with uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm sure this is going to look real good uh, going back to Regal as the new ROH Pure Champion. About that a lot of the, about that Brian Danielson made famous. Yep. So that's a good nod. I like this. That by the way, out of all the things, and I'm going to say this to the people listening in the back, this was one piece of the storyline for AEW that I actually really dug. They they didn't they didn't overbearing. They didn't bring out Regal. They didn't do any of that. But you kind of knew as you a fan. You could feel the thread. You could, from yeah, this his is match where it's with. Going. Yeah, with Danielson the other day that, yeah, he's taken what he learned in that fight and now he's a little more intense and yeah, now he can come back to Dynamite uh, as a champion. I don't think they're going to have that title on the... Oh, I think they will because, I mean, it's their company. So, I, I, you know what? I think they will because he'll bring that belt back to Danielson and say, you know what? You inspired me to win this. And then that looks good. Yeah, when when they first started this thing uh, with uh, the Blackpool Fight Club... Is that, or combat Club. Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, uh... Wheeler Yuta was one of the first names that they had mentioned, and I think it was Daniel Garcia, the other one, and I thought, oh, that'd be awesome. But then Jericho went and scooped up Garcia. Yeah. But, yeah, I like Wheeler Yuta. I like what they're doing. And then they him. did the Wheeler Yuta spot where Regal smacked him and said, keep up, do, keep doing what you're doing, and, you know, we'll talk. Sunshine is exactly yep. what he said. Then he had the match against Danielson where he looked great in, but he didn't get the job done because, you know, it's Brian Danielson at the end of the day. Spit his face. Yeah. yeah. But he did that, which – Earned respect in a weird way. You saw that weird <laughs> smile at first from Danielson, like, oh, the kids got spunk. But then that quickly turned into, now I'm going to kick your head in. But yeah, that and, match was uh, awesome. That was Josh a great match. Woods, he's a big fella, Dude. too. Yeah. He does stuff that's so smooth. Like, I had to rewind it a couple times and be like, how did he do that? But yeah. Tony Khan, get him signed to Ring of Honor or AEW or both or however you're doing contracts over there. Josh Woods is, it would be a great mm-hmm. addition to anything. And I hope he, I hope we see him back. He's one of those guys because we don't know what's going on. You know, you never know. Uh, but uh, if we just get to see him in the Indies, even I'm happy with that too. I'd like he to seems see like he'd places. be good in a Blackpool Combat Club. Ooh, I think he would as well. I think I'm, so. I'm, I'm 100% agreeing with you there. Uh, that leads us with the main event of the evening. Winner takes all for the undisputed Ring of Honor World Championship. Coming into it, we have the old school champion Jonathan Gresham versus the world champion Bandito Chavo Guerrero. Now let's talk about it. Before yeah. we talk about the winner, this is what I'm talking about. The One of the things that was a complaint of mine in the show is it felt like we picked up in the middle of a storyline somewhere, but there was no beginning. Like Tully Blanchard, Enterprises, was introduced that night, but like earlier in the day, but there was no build to it. It wasn't like this was something that had been built up over time. They kind of just threw you in the middle of it. Another thing, Bandito was never managed by Chavo Guerrero. 
Well, it was announced on social media. Yeah, it was right, announced right. on Twitter, but that right. was it. But think about it. He's never been a manager for Bandito. And then so they split really up, weird. too. So it was, or They didn't split up, but they had dissent yeah. amongst the two. It was, yeah. yeah, it was kind of strange. I felt like I was missing a yeah. key element of the story, there, but we apparently the it wasn't there. So No, no, they just never explained it. It was just like, here you go. And then later, earlier in the show, when I talk about Mass Idol is in Lee Moriarty's corner. Well, they've well, been together on I, AEW. I understand they've been together, but like this is just like, I think that it would have been easier just to have... You know, and lethal he didn't do versus much to in, right, right. in the match. He was injured too. Right, so. right, right. So they, they didn't make it sense to have him out there. The only thing he really did is when Lethal kicked the crutch out of his hand when he went further heel yeah. after the match. Yeah, it's it just I like those. It just drove me nuts. It, it felt like that. It's a criticism. It didn't take away from the show. Show was still great. It just felt like there was some of the storylines that they just kind of put us in the middle of, and we're like, figure it out. And I'm just like, <laughs> these two guys are Latino. <laughs> Let's put them together. Dude, that was that was exactly my point. I'm like, so what is it like if, if you're Latino? I'm like, so then why don't we get a black guy for Jonathan Gresham? Like, like come on. Or, or his wife could have valeted him, I guess. I I I, I just I, I just thought it was weird. I just yeah. it was the weird, match was but good, the match though. was great. Once I again, I thought you know I told my friends and if you're watching Brent. I told you, <laughs> I had when uh, when they announced that Tony Khan, um, you know, had absorbed Ring of Honor. I said uh, Danhausen and Bandito. I, I figured those would be the first two people we'd see go over because Bandito is incredible, man. I thought he was actually kind of tame in this match. Yeah, uh, he was like a little bit from some of the style. But it was part of the story. I, Jonathan Gresham is oh, super. I want to so see him wrestle live so bad. Moose, bring him in. Yeah, but I want to see it because he's so smooth technically like i'm a big fan of technical wrestling and he just does little things and they're like there was one spot i think uh he went to someone went to either irish whip or reverse an irish whip and he did that toe hold thing and held on like you're not going to move me type stuff and i was like man i haven't seen that in a long time but just the holds and the movement and their styles really complemented each other and i, I like the story that they told with um chavo in the beginning be like no don't shake his hand and and Bandito would be like, no, this is ROH. We shake hands. Yeah. And then towards the end, trying to get involved. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen uh, someone send their own manager to the back. Ratted him out to the ref. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was a great match, though. I but mean, that, oh, the end fantastic match. Gresham is a, is, is, a, is a tremendous wrestler. Now, I don't like to, like, harp on heights and stuff like that. But for a guy for his height, he is just incredible, man. He mm -hmm. is, is really awesome. Well, he's also believable even at his height because, I mean, he does so many good takedowns and submission holds. I just imagine him and his wife just have this insane gym in their garage. They probably yeah. do. Well, it's not in their garage, but they, they are big in the gym. Like, you see videos of him all the time in the gym, and she's a power lifter, and he's kind of fouled a little bit in suit. And he's he's, he's got a nice build. He's, he kind of reminds me, not not an attitude. But in build and in, in, in wrestling ability, he reminds me of Taz. And when Taz was in well, his yeah, prime in ECW. See that. Mm. You know, Taz never been a tall guy, but he's a stocky, muscular guy and a lot of suplexes and submissions. Jonathan Gresham's the same. A lot of suplexes and submissions. Goes through the territory of being a yeah, great technical good. wrestler. He, I just think he's like a new age Taz. If you were going to put him anywhere, you know, that would be the guy that I would have put with Taz from day one if you were going to bring in somebody to be the next Taz, if you will, mm. instead of what's in Team Taz there. You never know. Maybe we'll change it. Who knows? Uh, we'll find out about it in midway through or something. I great, don't know. Great match, though. Good stuff. That's another one I want to go back to rewatch just to study technically, but... Second yeah. longest match of the night, by the way. 24 minutes and 55 seconds, and your winner and the undisputed Ring of Honor world champion is Jonathan Gresham. But that's not the that, that's not the end of the story. Out comes. Out comes Jay Lethal, his mentor, his uh, you know partner in crime for a lot of years. But Jay Lethal comes out and says, hey, uh, I'm not out here to, you know, you owe me. Mm. You owe me a shot at that bell. 
Like, I'm not here to, like, just congratulate you. I feel like all the stuff that I've taught you, and I've, I'm the one that built this company. You owe me a shot at that belt. And he gets in a little shoving match with him. Out comes Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt's like, okay, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to talk some sense into to, to, to Lethal. And then, boom, oh, he levels. Yeah. He levels Jonathan Gresham when Gresham's not really paying attention. And him and Lethal start laying the boots. Mm-hmm. And you got, you got the world champion down. What's going to happen? Music hits. And it is the return to Ring of Honor of the one and only Samoan Submission Machine. Samoa Joe has returned home to Looking Ring of Honor. Thick. Yeah. Look, look <laughs> in the original tights. Yes. Uh, he comes out, gets into the ring, and instantly, of course, he's the mentor of Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. which is even is even more of a thick story for here. And he comes out and he faces down Jay Lethal and he says, What are you doing? And then he uh, then proceeds to choke out Sanjay Dutt in the Coquina Clutch. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the while staring down Jay Lethal, ten, you know, testing him to get in the ring. And Jay Lethal's like, nah, man, I'll sacrifice my friend. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I ain't getting in there with Samoa Joe. He knows what's going to happen if he gets in there with his mentor. Uh, at the end of the day, though, great, great, great match, great return. Great um, ending to a yes. show. Great ending. I thought I, uh, the, the show hit its beats. It was it was a good one. If I don't know where you go to rewatch that. Uh, can you rewatch that on... Fight yeah, you're rewatching a fight. If you fight. didn't check that out, that was awesome. You had, if you had Honor Club, thankfully Tony Khan uh, was honoring Honor Club. I was watching it because I have an honor. I've had Honor Club subscription for years. Uh, it does bring me into the end, and I gotta say, you know, and I know, and it doesn't take anything away from the event and the night. But once again, there are some things as we mentioned with the Young Bucks, the fact that while we're everybody in the in the crowd was happy, everybody at home was happy, especially Ring of Honor fans. Uh, Ian Riccoboni was then ordered because you could hear he uh, he mentions he says Tony Khan is in my ear. Tony Khan has said that tune in Wednesday night. Samoa Joe will be on Dynamite to address his move to which all is huge. wrestling, yeah. which is a huge move. But at Gigantic. the same time, I was just like, can we not have the Ring of Honor moment? And I understand Tony Khan owns it. I understand that it is going to become like, for lack of a better term, the NXT to AEW, and that's cool. But you have to remember the difference between Ring of Honor and NXT is that. WWE created NXT to yeah. be what it is. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Ring of Honor was its own company with its own fans. And, I mean, we've had all these debuts in AEW that right. they didn't get the, the announcement or the graphic beforehand. Like, you know, it was heavily implied. Like, everyone knew that Jeff was going to debut when he debuted. And, uh, you know, everyone knew that, you know, Danielson and... Cole were coming, but it wasn't announced, so people could have probably put that together. Oh, like, oh, Samojo came back this weekend. Oh, here's Dynamite this week. Hey, there he is. You By know? the way, I wasn't even mad about the All Elite logo. That's fine. Yeah. Just during the show, when Ring of Honor fans are... Because, let's be honest, Ring of Honor still has fans. Well, I've I watched it because... I've been a fan of Ring of Honor since I was two, exactly. 2002. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier. You said you were watching this since I used to go to New York City uh, to find... Um, I probably could have just ordered them online, but it's more fun to go to New York City. And find the DVDs? Yeah, <laughs> and finding all the DVDs that I could and coming back and watching those. So I've always been a huge ROH fan. My dream is to go there, so I hey. did not miss this show. But, yeah, I get what you're Put saying. Put it out like, in the universe. Even the thing with Colt Cabana, I was like, oh, this would have been cool on the main card because I think it's cool when you can pay homage to see, the that's guys why that I, At the end of the day, the I didn't have as much. I was like, I would have liked to see Blake Christian win because obviously the young guy put him over. But at the same time, I'm like, okay. The legend of you could, some there's a time where you put or the put it over. on the main card and put it on means something you know what and I mean then put the young guy over, yeah you know and it mean? means something and and with this once again didn't ruin the show just my opinion is it's like give the Ring of Honor fans that moment where we're like Samoa Joe is back then do whatever I just I think that the only mistake I could see made and mighty great show 
Mm-hmm. No problems. Watch this show. If you didn't see it, watch it. But I just think that they could have done a more service if they would have just said, hey, we have a certain amount of fans. Let's give them a final Ring of Honor show. Sprinkle in the AEW. I don't care who won and lost the matches. I don't, you know, I heard some guys mad about that. I don't care. I didn't care that, you know, a, a lot of the AEW guys won. Let's be honest. Most of them are under, most of those guys, Jay Lethal is an, a, is an AEW signed wrestler. So is Lee Moriarty. Yeah. And I'm happy to see both of them in a Ring of Honor ring. Let's be honest. It, 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 none of that offends me. And it's not like I was offended by anything. I just feel like, we could have said goodbye to the fans, and I. My comparison to this, in a lot of ways, was it's not NXT, but it's like when WWE acquired ECW, and we got WWE ECW, yeah. mm-hmm. and it was just like you didn't pay homage to the the past, and the fans revolted against it. And I just hope it's that doesn't be a, happen. You gotta have a balance because you you want to you know bring yeah, that this is not, fan base over. Not it's not give. It's not granted that the Ring of Honor people are AEW people because I mean look at all look at all the old uh, ROH stars that aren't in AEW like you know we focus on all the people that are there but AJ Styles uh just had a match at Mania you know what I mean yeah. Seth Rollins just had this match at Mania and these are your former ROH guys and stuff so yeah but just and, pay it's a pay, pay, pay tribute yeah which is fine and in the future just morph it into the other that was my only and it's not really a, it's not like I said hey it I didn't, didn't ruin the show it didn't ruin it's the just show. something that it you kind of took note of yeah. as you watch you're like oh I can see the the kind of new regime coming in here well there's no way to escape it I mean it just it, it kept creeping up in there and that's like this show should have just been like a, a swan song to Ring of Honor. Let them have their flowers like we've talked about. And then if you want to do tweets after to explain some stuff, sure. But this should have been the moment that they got their time. Yeah, because the headlines would have you know, been like, oh, man, Samoa Joe's Joe signs, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the whole thing is you, you can put out the graphic right after the show. That's fine. And and the thing is it, the, the wording didn't have to come. And just and it doesn't ruin the moment, but it does take you. If you're a Ring of Honor fan, you're like, oh, yeah, let's remind ourselves Ring of Honor's no more. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same thing with the Young Bucks coming out. Oh, let's remind ourselves Ring of Honor's no more. We could have done these things outside of that. Because, like I again, who's not tuning in to see FTR versus the Bucks? You yeah. don't need to sell that match. And who's not going to, you know, as, as soon as you put, oh, Samoa Joe's Ali, he'll be on Dynamite on Twitter. People are going to see that more than who saw the show. Because some people might, if the AEW fans, I don't know if all of them tuned into the show. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they didn't know, but Ring of Honor fans definitely did. So I, I think there's a balancing act. And I'm not saying Tony Khan got it, com- it got completely wrong. I thought he did a lot of great things. Well, I mean, if he was at the, the helm show. at the end of the day, it was a great show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone absolutely. came out looking My hat's so. off to him. He, yeah. he did a great job. And once again, I'm not concerned about wins and losses. It's wrestling. It's, it's performance art. You know, it's not like, you know, you know, this guy was the better, you know, is the better at, you know, we know how wrestling works. So it's kind of like, I don't care about that. You know, other people argue about, oh, well, they didn't make these guys look strong. They don't have to look strong. It, it, it's it's all about the presentation in the ring. Mm. And I think everybody went out there and killed it. So kudos to the show. But I just wanted to get that as my concern out there as a fan. And like I said, Tony Khan, thankfully, has listened to a lot of the the, the, the stuff because... Let's be honest. He's he did a great job as far as booking that damn show. I'll was, give him credit. One hundred percent. Great. You're doing booking. great, Tony Khan. We know you're listening. Sign me. Yes. <laughs> no, but it was awesome. If you need a booker, I'll come back for the right price. I'm just saying. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about New Japan. Speaking of which, the New Japan Strong Show, the Lone Star Shootout. This man. This this was a great card. Uh, you're a New Japan fan? You like New I, Japan? I've been trying to catch up on Strong when I can, but I'm still catching up on the New Japan Cup. Like uh, I know okay, yeah, I yeah. still have to watch the last night, but those shows are so long, and just it took me forever to figure out the system. You know, with oh, the, it's, it's, with it's the tournaments weird. and the points mm-hmm. and the cups and everything, but the matches are so good, and it's like boiled down the you know New Japan products like to boil down the stuff that I love the most, like hard hitting. Uh, technical wrestling, the athleticism's crazy, um, and there's not a lot of 
nonsense on the New Japan shows. Well, well I kind of figured you had to have been a little bit because I said we saw you the last the last Excite show and you saw you in the ring. You had your hair down a little bit in your face. And I was like, yeah, man, he kind of kind of has that Nakamura look there. Yeah, I, I, I saw his <laughs> hair this week and I was like, that's my destiny. Yeah, <laughs> to look like him. You, you succeeded on the last show because I'm looking. I'm like. You know, you you threw like a like a, a little uh, hesitated Superman punch. And I was like, man, that has a lot yeah, more hair there. Trying to work in the strikes a lot more, but yeah, I'm I'm big fan of New Japan. I love that style so much. That has always been my dream is to go and wrestle in Japan because it's, you know they treat it with such respect mm-hmm. there, and it's uh, I think it'd be an uh, interesting environment to wrestle in because here in America, like we come out and if you're a face, you know you're trying to uh, create the energy. And play off the crowd, but in New Japan, you know, you're hitting your spots, and then there you get a little, yeah. oh, and it's on to the next one. You don't have people like yelling stuff out. So I always thought it'd be cool to wrestle in that environment. But I've always loved. Uh, I'm a big New Japan mark. I've always loved Japanese wrestling, and I think I like it a lot because they treat it like a sport over there. Still, exactly. I'm I'm a big fan of the in ring performance. Uh, I do like gimmicks. Don't get me wrong. If somebody has an intriguing, they've gimmick, got a few of them. I, I like gimmicks, but over there, and I like. Uh, I got asked a question from a friend of ours during WrestleMania. If I thought Okada could work in America, I'm like, absolutely. Okada is an American wrestling gimmick. Okada mm. versus Orton. Somehow, somehow, yeah, yeah that would dream. be phenomenal. But here's the thing: if you think about it, Okada is an American wrestling gimmick that somehow works in Japan because usually that gimmick doesn't work in Japan. That larger than life kind of like is you know yeah. I understand you can compare a lot of people would compare him to the Japanese John Cena. But he's because he's larger than life, and he kind of, he is. Tanahashi is more of a Cena to me. But yeah, I get that too. I, but I, that. I always thought the just Okada's style. I mean, well, his physical stature reminded me of Orton a lot. He's tall. I would love to see that match. That would well, you know, you have you can always have these really cool ideas, and you know, maybe in the multiverse somewhere they're happening, but they're not going to happen here. But I always thought that uh, WWE versus New Japan would have been perfect a couple of years ago. Like you could have had Cena versus Tanahashi. You could have had. You know, Seth Rollins versus Shibata. Mm. You know, like all these amazing matches. I, I will say this. Never say never in this wrestling world. <laughs> you got <laughs> a better know. chance of an AEW versus you do, New Japan invasion. But then again, you never you never know yeah, because, yeah. I mean, there has been talks in the past. AEW or WWE and New Japan have always been on decent terms with one another, which is kind of a weird story. If you go back to the back in the day when Hogan would go over. Well, I mean, and Brock went over there, too. Oh, yeah. and had Kurt matches. Angle went over. Yeah. Uh, MVP. They, they worked out a deal that, that New Japan took over MVP's contract. That's how MVP became the first IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Interesting. like there's, So there's always been this working business. So that's why when they were in talks a, a little while ago, and people asked me, I'm like, listen, New Japan and WWE are friendly. They understand that WWE is the world leader and New Japan is the biggest promotion in Japan. And they kind of worked this system out over years. Second I'm not saying it's going to happen. World, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. But if one day it got announced, I'd also be like, yeah, you know, I'm not yeah, surprised. That would be super cool. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Dude, if I could ever see some of those matches, I'd, 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 I'd mark for Orton versus Sh- Okada. I think that would be a great match. Rollins versus Shabbat is a very interesting pick. I think that would be really good as well. I think Seth Rollins, personally, I think Seth Rollins is one of the best wrestlers alive. I agree with yeah, you. Easily, I think he's the best in WWE. Um, I think someone on Reddit last night had made a post about, uh, you know, thinking that uh, – AJ and Seth were the two best wrestlers in WWE, but Seth is kind of pulling ahead more. And I think with all this character stuff mm-hmm. he's been doing, yeah, I could see that. He's I just agree been with that. showing mm-hmm. his uh, his versatility, but but yeah, that I I had always fantasy booked uh, WWE versus New Japan guys because you could just see you know the similarities. Oh and, sure, 
stuff like that and bring I, some culture to the American I was, I'm uh, throw out there. I would, I would audience. I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw a booking in there. Naito versus Kevin Owens. Oh my God. There yes. Go. Yeah. That, would be, that awesome. would be an interesting dichotomy of two guys who know how to psychologically work with somebody in the ring. All right. Let's talk about strong though. Cause we'll talk about WWE ad nauseum here in a minute. Cause we're going to be, when we go on the main event, cause they had two full days of shows. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, strong. We had uh, the opening contest. This is awesome. The young, the young boy who's on excursion, Ren Narita, defeats Rocky Romero. Uh, the, of course, Ren Narita is the son of uh, famous New Japan referee Red Shoes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's amazing oh, that he's Shoes. over here. Yes. He's over here on excursion, killing it and defeating Rocky Romero. So, you know, get him over. Eight man tag team match next. We had Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, Mascara Dorada, better known as Grand Metalik, and Yua Uamori, another young boy on fucking excursion who's phenomenal. Is going to do big things. They defeated uh, the team of Finn Juice, Daniel Garcia, and Kevin Knight. So that was a great, and it was a great eight-man tag. Next up, by the way, did you see the build for this match? Uh, I'll, I'll say the winners, and I'll talk about it after. Minoru Suzuki oh defeats God. Killer Cross. Killer Cross came out and flexed on Minoru Suzuki, and Suzuki basically, uh, in, in in as many words, was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock you down like ten pegs and beat the shit." Yeah, that was... <laughs> Minoru Suzuki had, like, two more matches that I even knew about Dude, this Suzuki, weekend. He's in the, and he's going to be in the U.S. until the end of April. He's got he's booked through April in the U.S., so he's at, he's staying over here after this, uh, which is now becoming a regular for him to come to the U.S. and do month-long tours. So, How old is he? Uh, 55, 56. He's killing it. Yeah. Dude, for some, some reason, him and Great Muda... Kenji Muda are still killing it at their. Uh, and Muda's almost seventy. Yeah, he's. he's he just really... won the Noah Belt last year and yeah. looked good doing it. It wasn't like, oh, you know, he was, but you know, he's obviously not the Muda of past. But uh, next up, I know you'll love this one. Jay White defeated Speedball Mike Bailey. Oh, oh I have to watch this. I love Jay White. Yes, I love dude. Mike Bailey. Oh, dude. Next up was this this match. One of my favorites. You know, I like. Two big bruisers beating the shit out of each other. Tomohiro Ishii defeated Chris Dickinson, and they gave them 16 minutes and 11 seconds. How much time? 16 minutes and 11 seconds. And I'm going to tell you what, they beat the shit out Those of each other. Those are complimentary styles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they both, they both, they, there was a lot of spirit tests going yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, they, there's just a lot of striking going on there. Oh, it was great. It was, if you haven't seen it, Look it up. I think I think there's some on uh, YouTube is gone out there. If not the whole match, the clips. Oh man, that was one of those matches on paper I saw, and I was like, that's going to be a great match, and it was. Uh, Chris Dickinson is doing so much good stuff right now. Yes, bring him in, Moose. Uh, next up, we have Bullet Club. Chris Bay and Hukalo defeat the Stray Dog Army, Barrett Brown and Bateman. Dude, Bateman keeps impressing me. Like he's he's building a little name for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not familiar, he's he's mostly wrestling out west and for New Japan Strong. But he's actually a real talented dude, and this is a great match. Chris Bay, though, yeah, <laughs> he's on another level. Yeah, another fucking level. Uh, next up, this is a good one. Six man tag match: Team Filthy, J.R. Kratos, Royce Isaacs, and Tom Lawler defeated Alex Coughlin, Fred Rosser, and the DKC. Man, once again, no disrespect to Riddle. I do like Riddle, find him entertaining. But if you're talking about hybrid MMA to wrestling guys, I think Filthy Tom Lawler is the best at it. And he's phenomenal. And I hear he's going to be going over to New Japan proper very soon to mm-hmm. compete. Nice. So, as a, well, Tom Lawler also is your champion in uh, NJPW Strong. So he is actually oh, yeah, going over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's great. 
And last but not least, the main event of the evening, and this was really good. And talk about a guy who's wrestled big matches for every company this weekend, Blake Christian, because Jonah defeated Blake Christian, but this match was great. And you would have thought that was a contrast in styles. Jonah's a big dude, but man, Jonah based for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really phenomenal and really spoke to him. I mean, I, we've known he was athletic, but yeah. he, was, he, was, he was a great base for Blake Christian, and they turned out a phenomenal match. I can't, can't believe WWE let him go, man. Him and Zayn. Unbelievable. And for what Christian did, too, and, and one night was at GCW, uh, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and Impact? Yeah, yeah. He wrestled yeah, all crazy. four of them all in one, one night. night. Wow. By the way, uh, Vitimo says, Seth just carried a feud by himself. Yes, he did, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. It ain't easy to not know an <laughs> opponent but still get a feud over, and oh, he yeah, did we'll a get great job. We're going to get into that in a minute because we're going to click on over because, man, we're, we're enjoying talking wrestling. We still got to talk about the granddaddy of them all. We still got to talk. You know what? It's the middle part, and we're going to plug it at the end, too, but I want to get into – What's going down this week? We ended the first segment what was going down next week for GCW. This weekend here in the 607, hey. we got a big event going down mm-hmm. that the guy sitting across from me right now is going to be a big part of in a big match because I, I look at the town in that match and I go, that's a good match right there. I'm excited. All right, so let's let's break it down this upcoming Saturday. I, do you want to pull up the card, Ken? Because uh, this upcoming Saturday at the X. In Johnson City, New York, do believe it is a 5 p.m. bell time. Yes. Uh, it is going to be Excite is presenting uh, their annual anger management show. It will be live. I've got it under good authority from Moose that it will be live on twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling. Mind you, Excite is spelled X-C-I-T-E. Make sure you're following that page. Uh, we will do our due diligence, and I will, I will host it off of our stream, too, if you want to find it. So if you're on 607... Uh, uh, twitch.tv slash 607 podcast I'll host it so you can watch it and I'll redirect it's you from cool there it's cool how you do that it is, I, 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 I greatly appreciate it. it we try to get it out there mm-hmm. sometimes it's easier to do that than just give the link we give the link out in the socials but we also like to do that because it's just easier so uh, let's do uh, let, we'll start we, you know actually we'll we'll save yours for last I really want to get your opinions on your match what kind of matches we got going down this Saturday at the X as posted on March 25th yeah, to be straight, Moose, if we get this card wrong, it is on you, not la- like last time where you gave me crap because I read off the exact thing that you had posted on your internet. Yeah. I just want to throw it out there. I Come do on, not Johnny. want attitude from the office. Yes. I already got attitude when I asked for an updated card earlier. He told me to piss off. <laughs> so, uh, card subject to change. Yes. Yeah, card subject to change. But probably not. Yes, but according to what is posted March 25th, going down at the X, Axel Lennox taking on Ash Aubrey. Okay. You also have the War Wolves, new tag team champions, taking on Edge of Hope. Okay. You have TJ Epics versus Pat Sawyer for the international title. This has been one they've been building up for a while now, and obviously at the last show there was a little skirmish going on between Pat and TJ. This should be absolute fire going on. For the heavyweight title, you have HC Loke defending against Colin Delaney. Right on. I'm a big fan of Colin Delaney. I've spent a lot of time with him. Love him. Veterans of the game. Yes. And in a special challenge match, Dan Barry is making his return to Excite, taking on the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. Dan Barry. Shout out to Dan Barry. And then, of course, come on, the big one. The big one, we have Super B taking on Cheech versus Dante Drago in a triple threat match. This is going to be an absolute banger, folks. I'm excited. Yes, we're not just saying this because he's here. We're telling you, this could be the match of the night. Facts. So I'll break it down before I even turn it over to you. You've got a veteran of this game, Cheech. Been everywhere, Ring of Honor, 2CW, 
AIW. The man has won belts everywhere, whether it's tag team or singles. He's a, he's a legend in the state of New York. Then you got a young up-and-comer like Dante Drago who's out there doing big things. He's down there in uh, New York City wrestling with Cardona mm-hmm. and VSK and those guys. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. And then you have you also, another great up-and-comer. Getting back in that, that swerve of things, how you feeling about this match? I'm really excited about this match. You know, I came back in November, and I, uh, I told Moose, you know, I'm hungry. I just want to compete with the best. I told him I wanted to be in there uh, with some veterans. So, you know, if I don't come out with a win, at least I leave with something. But this one I'm really excited about. I'm a big fan of Cheech. I mean, I've, I, uh, I started off in the Institute of Pro Wrestling, you know, which was the affiliate school for 2CW. So I spent a lot of time watching a lot of 2CW, and I remember him. And, you know, he brought that success over with uh, Mr. Delaney here and excited. Saw them at, uh, on Dark when I was, at, you know, AEW. Uh, but Cheech is a legend, and Dante, like uh, we said, up-and-comer, uh, Cap student. Uh, was kind of sad to see him break up with Pat Sawyer, but kind of excited because potentially I could tag with Mr. Drago. Yeah. But uh, this Saturday we will be standing across the ring from each other. But I've got a pretty decent game plan. I know Dante is very fast. He's quick, smooth. Cheech has got the veteran experience. So I've been, for this training camp, uh, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit and see if I can bring the strength game into it and see if that'll help me get the win. But I'm excited about it. It's going to be a great opportunity, and we're going to tear the house down. So. Absolutely. Can't wait to see this match. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, whole card, the whole card looks good, you know, just to give a little – I think we – a couple matches were announced since then. Okay. Killer Instinct oh. reforming. Okay. Going against Black and Yellow. I'm excited about that. Okay. Recently was in the ring with Skyros, and he's no joke. My jaw was uh, pretty jacked up after our match at yeah. Project X. I couldn't really chew. Um, so he's a hard hitter, but uh, Killer Instincts are great tag team, so I'm glad to see them coming back. And my friend uh, Machatero versus Rotmare was announced too. So okay. okay. That should be good. But the whole card looks great. Dan Barry is awesome. Uh, Josh Alexander, I think this is, is going to be his debut at Excite. Yes. So that should be great. Um, Loke, Legend, Colin Delaney, Vet. You know, we could have a new Excite champion, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, our, our quote unquote mid card title, that intercontinental title. I mean, I think that's just as prestigious right now as our heavyweight title and Pat Sawyer versus TJ epics. I, uh, big fan of TJ, you know, they've been kind of my friends and my opponents have been roasting me for being a little bit too respectful to these guys, but you know, I'm inspired by my, uh, you know, competition and guys like TJ are so good. Like you said, the ceiling was high on me, like the ceiling on that guy. Oh. I love seeing him with the strap around his waist. And Pat, we used to be friends, man. You've gone, you've gone to the dark side. Yes. Teaming up with LSG and Sean Carr out there in the shadows somewhere. And I don't think, uh, I don't think being a dirty player is going to work out for him. I think TJ is going to hold on to that strap until I go and take it from him. I can't wait to see that match. That's the one I want to see, Moose. Book TJ versus Super B. We need to see that at the X. Sooner I'm, than later. I'm all about it. Yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah. TJ's out of definitely high upside. You know, seen him down uh, doing some ring work for GCW at a few shows that I was at. So, I mean, you never know when you might see him on a JCW, GCW show. So, mm-hmm. obviously, he's getting up there and out there. So, that's well, we have so thing. much raw talent at Excite. If I can 
talk about it. Excite oh, for a second. Ahead. Like, it's been great coming back because I was out of the game for four years. Like, just when I was starting to find my footing at Excite, you know, I think the last match I had, I was going to be booked in a triple threat with LSG and Slick Wagner Brown. Oh, wow. And I was over the moon, man, because, you know, the first indie show I ever attended was 2CW. Um, me and my friend came down, never been to an indie show before, um, and didn't know anyone on the card other than, I think, one of the heartthrobs. And Spike Dudley. Antonio the Promise Thomas, yes. probably. <laughs> and, uh, man, we we went and we saw Slick, and Slick came out to uh, some 50-cent M&M and the glasses and the Jamaican flag, and we were like, that's our guy. But anyway, yeah, I was booked in that match, and I ended up getting hurt, blew everything out of my knee, and, uh, yeah, back. And for the last, you know, year that I've been working on, you know, getting ready to come back in the ring, I've been watching guys like TJ and Dante and Pat and – Garrett Holiday and all these guys, and it's like inspiring because I get that itch because I'm like, these guys are good. I mean, but I think I'm better and I think I can get on their level and show them what's up. But yeah, I mean, we're doing big things that excite. We, the energy at the X has been awesome. Mm -hmm. It's a little different than the Legion, probably because there's no beer being served, but we're, <laughs> we've been drawing some big crowds and we've been, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really proud of the stuff we've been doing and the opportunities Moose has been giving everybody and the cards he's been putting together. So if you haven't been coming to the X, you got to come down. I mean, it's just a, it's a great show. We got really great products we're putting out. And if you're not in New York, you can't make it. You can check us out on Twitch. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, everyone does a great job with that. So come check it out and watch me win. Beat a legend and an up and comer in the same night. Absolutely. Yeah, and if uh, if you ever want to hear us call a show, you just tell Moose that. Oh, I'm gonna pay yeah. Me. Next, I haven't just seen Moose in a minute, me. but I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think so. I think so. <laughs> Not to go there, but I heard the the what was the. There was a little shot fired a couple of oh, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what yeah. was the word? <laughs> that uh, bum fuzzled. Yeah. Bum fuzzled. <laughs> there will be none of that. Um, but yeah, I think you guys would kill it as an announced team. Oh, we try, we try. We can do, we can do. We're versatile, but you know, my my whole big thing about wrestling is I have a passion for wrestling. I worked in the wrestling business. I ne I was never in the ring. I was always a person in the back. I started, you know, I mean, I've, it's been out there, but we'll just recap quickly. I started as doing like little stupid shit and handling for for two CW, and then I, I worked that into doing like stuff in the back, and uh, that turned into me when Moose opened Excite with him and Fred originally. I came in to uh, help, jo well, Josh, good little back there, but sent me to help Moose uh, to make sure everything was good. And Moose and me have been friends for a long time, so it works out well. Even still his day, we were just at a movie together on Thursday. Mm -hmm. We're not going to talk about his damn review of Morbius either. The atrocious. Oh, I'm, but, you know what? I'm sure he let loose on, on that movie. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm going to say it. I want to catch Johnny Dude. Moose some heat. We need to get him back some heat. <laughs> Moose said, and I quote, Morbius was a better movie than the Batman. All right, well, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyway, I'm catching you some heat, oh brother. But anyways, uh, it, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. So there was a, uh, did a long time, did a lot of stuff, did a lot of cool stuff. And then, you know, went away, have a family back here now doing like this stuff. My biggest thing is I do have a passion. And uh, the reason why I put it out there to help was not really originally shot. There was some shots to dug in there. <laughs> but uh, I popped. When I uh, thank that. you, thank you. But because uh, that's how I do business, I, I kind of you know whatever. But at the same point in juncture, and it was funny we mentioned that, and then that really horrible situation at an indie show where uh, a commentator went into business for himself on a females match, which was disgusting. 
I'm not going to bring up the exacts because fuck that person. Good, exactly. lame. Don't do that. But 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 we happen to bring that up the week before, and I'm just saying the biggest thing is like even if you don't go with us, go with somebody great. Veda Scott's always a great mm-hmm. great if you want to pay. She's fantastic. Veda Scott's about great. ROH, yeah. You know she does she does a ton of work right now. She's done GCW and JCW and West Coast Pro. She's all over and she's an amazing and and, and my my love for the business is this. I'm there to put over and that's what we try to do on the show. We're here to put over the wrestlers in this business. We're not here to, you know, like, I don't care about putting myself over. That's easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not, that's not challenging. It's more challenging to go out and call somebody's match. And, and it, wrestling at its base is a performative art. And you need to have the production for a performative art. You need to have good camera work. You need to have good lighting. You need to have good commentary. And exactly. I think a lot of wrestling companies, and I'm not saying this, I think Excite does just fine in those, in, in those areas. But in, those, in a lot of those cases in these companies... You don't have some people are thinking as an afterthought, and they're bringing in you know so and so's buddy and so and so's this and that, and they should actually be like putting some money into that because I, I've heard some wise people over the years, and, and it's true, a great commentary team can take a decent or good show and turn it into a great show because if they're oh, at yeah, home, 100%. if if, mm-hmm. if if the in ring stuff is good but not great, but you have somebody explaining why this is better. Oh yeah. It's going to put your company over. And imagine if you do a great show, what a great commentary team is doing for you. There's a reason why when you watched Ring of Honor Supercard and you had Ian Riccoboni and... um, Why am I fucking drawing a blank? I love Caprice. Caprice, thank you. Uh, Because whenever I think of Caprice, of course, I think of Cedric Alexander. They had a great tag team. But when you have those two, they do such a good complimentary job of putting the product over. And so many other guys. Look at Dave Prezak, especially now that he's in GCW a lot. And, and, like, that's my passion. If you hire somebody that's good, that's all I care about. I think you guys would be perfect. I'm, well, I haven't seen Moose that. in a little bit, but I definitely, yeah. after you guys had... I saw him on Thursday. You guys yeah. uh, had said that on one of your recent shows that you wanted to do it, and I was like, oh, it'd be great because, yeah, you know, it can add so much, and especially if the commentators are passionate, charismatic, you know, know the backstories, mm-hmm. are familiar with stuff. Know some um, of the wrestling holds. Yes. <laughs> don't say bum fuzzled. Yeah, don't say bum fuzzled. But yeah, that would be awesome. So yeah. no, I, I just like I said, I digress. Not to put about because like at the end of the day, like even here and now, and I'm glad you're here. Like like honestly, we don't blow smoke up anybody's ass when we, we come in here and you, you think we're putting you over. You're doing the things to be put over, yeah. and so people should see. And if if, if this little Thank thing, and much. I know that there's a, we have enough of a following, thankfully, that I know of some people, and I know there's people who work at offices and stuff in the in wrestling business. Mm-hmm. I know something. It, hopefully, you know, we can get you out there and get you, you know, booked in some other places as well because I think you have a lot to offer. And the more oh, you're, you. and, and the more you're in front of people, the better you're going to get. Oh, yeah. And the more, you know, you can develop. And that's just how that, that works in the long run of things. I mean, I've had that conversation with a lot of guys. Uh, you can ask Sean Carr. I used to ride his ass hard. <laughs> sure. I still, I still actually do, but I love you, Sean, because I know he, he tunes in, so. Shout out to Sean Carr. Yeah, he's been awesome. I mean, he's been so supportive of me, too, when he never really had any reason to. I remember I first saw Sean Carr on two CW shows, and I had still been kind of meandering and trying to break in, and I'd train here and train there and stuff. And I remember being so jealous of that dude because he was doing everything I wanted to do. I mean, if I cut my we, – we, we both cut our hair and I shave. We kind of have a similar thing going on. But anyway, just I miss you, Sean Carr. Come back and stop being a bad guy. I think yeah. Sean Carr was actually on WrestleMania. I mean – Kind of looks like that Austin Theory guy. I'm just out there. I've been picking on him for about yeah. that for years. But I appreciate all that stuff. Yeah, I've definitely been feeling more comfortable in there. Um, you know, just getting in front of the crowds. Like, you learn to wrestle, you know, in the dojo, and you learn to, to work in front of the crowd. And I've been feeling more comfortable. And just the reception I've been getting from the crowd. Like, if you watch the footage 
like I, I'm visibly taken back sometimes because <laughs> I'll come through the, the curtain and like people are reacting. I'm like, holy shit, like, wow. And it's gotten bigger every time. But I like to think that, you know, I'm going in there and I'm really doing my best to, to put on a show. And the shit is not ballet and it hurts. And my wife could tell you because Sunday mornings after those matches, I'm in rough shape. But I think that people can see that I'm trying to do my best and put on a show and it wasn't that long ago that i was literally just sitting in that crowd next to everybody like the same people you know i was sitting amongst them and thinking like man i really want to do a good job to perform for these people Mm -hmm. so it's been it's been going good not winning every match right now but i'm definitely learning stuff every time well that one was on the rough i still have not forgiven him i didn't even know that was happening as it happened but i beat Former 2CW champion Nick Ando twice in one night. Twice is <laughs> there legit. Go. There you go. But no, but for me, even like sitting in the crowd, because I'm always in the back row with my with my crew that I go with. When you come out, the crowd's definitely embracing you and definitely showing that respect to you because you're putting in that work in the ring. And definitely that connection is just building every time out. Well, it, it you know, um, you guys know who John ja Morant is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredible point guard, credible athlete, and he's been uh, saying this thing uh, on social media about the dark and talking about the work that's done in the dark. And, like, I don't go on to social media and, and show that I'm in the gym at 5 a.m. and then again at 5 p.m. all the time. But uh, it can get a little discouraging sometimes because you work for weeks and weeks. You know, I, I don't have bookings every you know weekend, unfortunately, but I'm so focused for the three, two weeks in between matches. And sometimes I'm like, ah, you know, what, is it worth it? You know, I'm so tired all the time. I'm beat up, but, you know, like working out all the time, training, trying to recover. But then I come through the curtain and they respond like that. And I'm like, yeah, it is worth it. Oh, yeah. You know, all the work is worth it. And, um, yeah, I think some I, I don't have a lot of followers. So please follow me at Super B Sevilla. There you go. Um, but it is cool. Like I am starting to see I'm getting followers and people messaging me and saying stuff like, man, I, I can see you being the the champ in a year which is crazy to me but uh you know we'll see what happens i mean if i keep i feel like if i can keep progressing at the rate that i have been uh why not why can't i take on i can definitely see guys? that yeah. not just just from when you've been coming back you mean every match you're getting better in there and it's showing and that's why i say you sit in that crowd and like i say i see the reaction and everybody's tuned in like when you're coming out so yeah you keep doing what you're doing i that's not a far-fetched shot yeah i never really knew what the character was going to be, you know, I always knew the name was going to be Super B because it's kind of my nickname my friends gave me. And like I was telling you before, just it never got over any any trainer or promoter. I'd say the name's going to be Super B and they'd be like, what is that? What does that mean? Are you going to be a bee like a bumblebee? Like, are you a superhero? But I was like, it's just my nickname. But as I'm out there, I'm like the characters naturally developing like I'm Super B. I'm trying to be superb. I'm trying to hit harder and jump higher and move faster and be better than everyone else but i'm drawing my power so to speak from the crowd like mm-hmm. uh so yeah it's just been yeah. it's been a symbiotic relationship they i'm getting better because they're giving me the energy so. yeah but before we go to break and, and all that i will say this when you said about being in the crowd just remember everybody that's where everybody started and then you have to be you have to have a certain amount of courage to get in there and do it so you've already succeeded so then you just have to keep building on that and i've known plenty of people the first time i ever met adam cole he was a trainee at the czw school and he was standing outside the ring as security at czw shows the first time i ever met matt tremont me and him were hanging out at a show because of our friend george Mm. and uh, he was just a fan it was before he even went to school and now matt tremont is a big name 
and has been a big name, especially oh, yeah. in the extreme and deathmatch community. And of course, I think everybody knows who Adam Cole is by now. Yeah. And and those two guys, I, I got to talk to and interact with throughout their careers at different times and even to this day. But I met them both when they were fans on the other side of the guardrail. So that's why. It's always possible. You just have to keep it. You seem you're putting in the work, so that's all it is. And uh, I can t- I can tell you right now, uh, I don't think Tremont was taking any pictures at the gym. I'm just gonna throw it out yeah. there. <laughs> I love him. He knows that. He'll laugh his ass off when he hears it. But uh, I don't think he, you know, and, and Adam Cole, he definitely when he goes to the gym, he ain't posting it. You know what I mean? And that's why doing the work in the dark is a perfect example of that. And that's what you have to do sometimes. Sometimes guys who are doing it in the light, that's cool, that's good for their social media, and they are really putting in the work. You can see a guy like my good friend Jay Freddy, who looks like a million bucks man when he's in that gym. So I, I can appreciate that. But then I see other guys who say that they're at the gym and they do that check-in shit, and I look at them and I'm like, what gym? Like, it looks like you've been to the same gym that I've been to, and hey, mm-hmm. I was going to throw it out there, it ain't no goddamn gym, baby. Although I have been going to the gym. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm not out there. Well, it's a, it's a full-time you yeah. know, thing. You got to study. You got to, you know. I, I used to get kind of upset with people when they would come to train, and they, they weren't training on their own or even watching wrestling outside the ring. And I'm like, what are you doing? Do you want to do this right or not? So yeah. Absolutely. So you have the right mindset, so keep that up, man. And, of course, this Saturday, make sure, if you're in the 607, get your ass to the X. It's in the Oakdale Mall. You know where that is. Get there. Be there in person. Watch it. You might even bump into me at myself and Ken. I don't know his work schedule. I'll talk I'm to there. The show. No, I'm there. So I guess, I, I guess we'll be there. I guess we'll be there. So you can come see a hi. I'll be there. And then, of course, uh, also on top of that, if not, tune in. Excite. It's uh, twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling. X-C-I-T-E Wrestling. Of course, also, if you can't remember that, uh, we'll post the link up on the, the socials the day of the mm-hmm. show. And also, I'll make sure I turn that host in on, on twitch.tv. So a podcast will turn here on Saturday at 5 p.m. And you can also see it from here. It'll take you right on over. No problems. No easy peasy lemon squeezy, if you will. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we are going to take our final break. We're going to regroup. We're gonna Ken's going to throw out that, uh, the, that message out there to the uh, interwebs. When we come back. It's time to talk about NXT Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania nights one and two to end out the main event of this show. Obviously, it was the weekend of the granddaddy of them all. We're going to give our thoughts and opinions. I know we all watch these shows. Cannot wait to talk about them. When we're at break, though, you're going to hear our good friend Tom Jolu. The song is called Twilight Zone because, you know, if you're in the 607, it is the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. That's where Rod Sterling was from. That's it, Trust me, it, it makes sense when you live here. We oh, know yeah. it's the Twilight yeah. Zone. And, of course, if you're watching on stream, you're going to see the information for the Three Fat Nerds podcast. We'll be right back with the main event.
back home. Wrestling fans, are you ready? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! It is time to rumble, and it's time for the main event of 607 TWS. And of course, it is time to break down that crazy WrestleMania weekend from the World Wrestling Entertainment. And let's be honest. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was they booked it as the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time, and it may have been. I don't know if it's the greatest of all time. Stupendous is a different word there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we kicked off the week not not with WWE, not with WWE. No, we kicked off with NXT, which is still WWE, but it's still NXT. And of course, they brought us Stand and Deliver, uh, which has now become their WrestleMania staple. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I've kind of the 2.0 for the blot of it kind of turned me off to the product a little bit. I've been very, uh, you know, verbal about that. But at the same time, I really I'm going to say up front, I really enjoyed this show. I missed it completely. I didn't even they I didn't know what they didn't it was. advertise it for nothing. Yeah, they I, really did not I found out after the second night. I was like, what, I thought that NXT was going to be on Thursday night. Like mm-hmm. I said, I thought I missed it, found out I didn't miss it. And then I missed it again. Yeah, it was not advertised very well. I'm going to say that, too. All right, let's go ahead. There was a pre-show match, and it was for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship and uh, Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, defending the titles against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, who uh, has just come back to their friendship. This match got 7 minutes and 53 seconds, and at the end of the day, your new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Oh, they dropped them, huh? Yeah, they dropped them. And this is this was a great match, too. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I, I thought this was a good match. I thought it was uh, it, it was kind of funny because I, I was at my buddy George's. And like this is kind of like the, the, the business. We talk about it. And we talked about it at WrestleMania mm-hmm. at your house when I was there night two. And uh, he was like, you know, it's kind of sad that that's on the pre-card. I said, but you got to remember, it's the pre-show for us. But there is a live audience there. So, like, they're, thankfully, they're showing us. Back in the day, you used to just get dark matches before. Thankfully, they're showing us, technically, the dark match. But this is the match. You might as well look at this as the opener of the show. You have to set a tone. You have to set a pace. I was like, I really, I mean, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish they would have put them on the proper, you know, the actual show. But it's sometimes a pre-show match, you got to remember, is really just the opener. And that's going to be what sets the tone for the night. You know, and so I thought this was a great job of that. Both teams busted their ass. It's a big duty to get the crowd... Mm-hmm. Uh, fired yeah. up to start off the show. So Absolutely. So that's why I said sometimes you got to look at it a little differently. Not everybody looks at it that way. And I understand we're fans and, you know, you want, don't want things passed up. But 
They did a great job. Now let's go to the proper the show proper. We opened the actual show with a fatal five-way ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. Carmelo Hayes came in as champion, and he defended his belt against Cameron Grimes, Santos Escobar, uh, Solo Sequoia, Grayson Waller. And uh, we had a lot of managers at ringside, by the way. Yeah. You had you had uh, you you had both Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza along with Electra Lopez. Uh, of course, Grayson brought out Senga. So we had a, and then Trick was in out there with Carmelo. By the way, I'm going to say this for the millionth time. I am super blown away by Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes reminds me of a young MVP, mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's super talented, and he he was talented in this match. I also honestly I, I like the comedy style of Trick. You know, me, I, I'm a sucker for all styles of wrestling, and there is a place for comedy. I think Trick is, a, even though he's a big dude, he's, he's funny as shit. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new NXT North American champion, and it's to the moon! Cameron Grimes finally has real gold in NXT. I know, <laughs> I know, I know you're uh, happy about that. I love it. Cameron Grimes is one of my guys down there, and this was a great match, and they did a great storyline for him, too, because he was always saying he's been here, he's never been able to win a title, he's always come close but never been able to cash it in, gave a little backstory about him and his dad. So this was a really good story to finally cap off with with him getting a long overdue win for a belt. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the, you. I think it's just one of so again, he is a guy who, since he's come to NXT, has really elevated it. He's brought something different. He's brought a lot of entertainment, and I'm glad that he's definitely getting a push. Sorry for those people watching on camera. I am messaging my wife because I don't want to be in trouble. Yeah. Some uh, of the few remnants of that uh, that uh, NXT roster from a couple of years ago that is still in the 2.0. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Been a fan of his for a long time, I, catching him on uh, PWG. Yeah. For a long time, and Trevor Lee, man, he's yeah. an impact. I mean, second generation wrestler, trained by the Hardy brothers down there in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's a definitely talented kid, and I, I see a bright future for him still. Uh, very talented. Uh, next up, and I can't believe it was this early in the show, but you know what? I'm not mad about it. Uh, we got the final match in NXT for Tommaso Ciampa as he takes on Tony D'Angelo. He got uh, this match got 13 minutes 11 seconds at the end of the day. Tony D'Angelo. Gets the win over Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa goes out like, you know, you should usually on your Doing back. the J-O-B. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's how you usually go out. And, you know, but I like the fact that even though he's a heel, and he did it in heel style, though, Tony D'Angelo fucked off real quick. So that way, the you know, the celebration for Tommaso could begin. And then, of course, the big news in the celebration was as Tommaso was trying to exit, uh, uh, we got the King of Kings. Yes. And Triple H walks out, gives them the big hug. They have some, uh, you know, some of an emotional moment there between, you know, Hunter and, uh, uh, you know, Tommaso Ciampa. I don't know what the future holds for Tommaso Ciampa. I'm assuming he's going to be on the main roster. I've even pitched, hey, you know, Triple H retired. He's the kind of guy that could be the next Triple H. I'm just saying. He's got kind of that look. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He did the honorable thing to Triple H, too, because remember, Triple H retired because of health reasons. We found out about that before Mania. And Ciampa did the Triple H entrance. He got on that ring apron and, and you know spit the water, and it looked great. And, you know, I'm just saying maybe he's the the next incarnation of Triple H. Yeah, I mean that's just one possibility. I mean, it's just with him, you never know what's going to go on there. It's just he's one of the last, like you touched upon, he's one of the last roster guys from a couple of years ago when NXT was NXT Black mm-hmm. and Gold. So. Absolutely. Next up, we had a triple threat tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Your champions coming in were Imperium, uh, and they were taking on 
the Creed Brothers, and of course, former champions MSK. At the end of the day, this match got 11 minutes, 22 seconds, and MSK are your new NXT Tag Team Champions. I ha I'm not going to bring too much into it. Kind of shocked about the decision, especially because there is some controversy swirling around MSK, in particular one member. We're not going to dive into it. It's not my place. Mm -hmm. But I kind of thought that was... I didn't know that was going to be on the table literally until it happened. I thought that, that was going to be... Complete. I thought the Creed Brothers were going to win. I thought the Creed Brothers were going to win, too, because, I mean, they were... Having now, my like, job, I'm not upset. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, but they've been building up that storyline where, like, some team has been, like, trying to, you know, play some mind games with them, and they were supposed to do a big reveal. I thought that this was going to be the time where they did the belts and then got jumped by them. Like, one of those kind of scenarios. But it didn't happen, so, yeah, MSK winning definitely was a shock. Yeah, I, I, I still was fine with this match, though. Next up, we had a fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship. Your champion coming in, Mandy Rose, defending against Cora J, Kaylee Ray, and Io Shirai. This match got 13 minutes and 28 seconds, and Mandy Rose is still the NXT Women's Champion. She has stepped her game up incredibly. Oh, my Absolutely. God, yeah. Absolutely. You know, talk about going back down to NXT. I don't think there's been a wrestler that has done that that has flourished as much as she has. Good call, yeah. Going back down, I mean, she's a wholly revented wrestler, and then when she eventually comes back up, she's going to be a real force up top. And leading the stable. Yeah. You, know, you can Absolutely. tell she's confident. And... Next up, and I don't care what you call him. I'll just say it. Gunther defeated LA Knight 10 minutes <laughs> and 24 seconds. I don't care what you call him. Walter to me. You know, yes. He'll Walter always be forever. Walter, but you never know the reasons behind whatever, whatever. I don't know. I don't care. He looks like a million bucks these days. He's getting in shape. He's been in the gym. He's looking a little jacked and chiseled, which is even scarier than when he was just a big dude. And uh, he chopped the shit out of LA Knight. <laughs> just wait till he gets up top to the it's roster, like the too. one chop in the world I wouldn't take would be from Walter Gunther. Oh, my God. I don't know. Roderick Strong, you couldn't pay me for I've taken an Eddie Edwards chop, and it sucks, but it's... Uh, anyways, yeah, I, I don't want to take one from Walter either. I just need him and Dragunov again one more time. Oh, Some of these people so could potentially be debuting right now. We're missing the Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah, we got yeah. we got somebody doing the updates. They'll send them to us if something happens. Usually they're on the other side. And last but not least, we have the main event of the evening for the NXT Championship. Your champion, Dolph Ziggler, defending against Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker with a chainsaw. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Just when you think you can't make him scarier, you give him a chainsaw. I don't know if that was the smartest bit of thing, but at least he didn't kill anybody. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like he, they gave it to his Uncle Scott. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about Uncle Scott in a minute. 16 minutes and 13 seconds and still NXT champion. Dolph Ziggler, but you just heard on Monday Night Raw, Braun Breaker wins the NXT Championship on the Raw after Mania. So, Braun Breaker is new champion. Yeah. Uh, interesting that they did it that way. Maybe it was to get the temp in the room for Braun Breaker. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's the only thing I can He's think on of. the main roster. You get the temp in the room. You see how the crowd reacts to him. You go, huh, all right, it's almost time to bring him up. Yeah, can't have, a better, dance, down a, little. Can't have a better dance partner than him and Ziggler. Yeah. Absolutely not. Well, I'll be remiss before we talk about WrestleMania. Let's dive real quick and talk about the WWE Hall of Fame. Of course, that went down Friday night. Uh, inducted this year, of course, the Steiner brothers. I thought they did a very good job. Mm -hmm. I love Braun Breaker's line of, uh, I'm about to do the most dangerous thing in wrestling and hand my uncle a, mic a live microphone. It got great response. I loved how Scott played into it and was like, well, you know what? I, the hell with the script. I'm going. And, <laughs> and, and, and Rick's like, no. I Don't start it, doing math. I, yeah. I, thought, oh, I wish he would have done that. Uh, he had to <laughs> do but math. But honestly... 
I thought that uh, I I thought Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner had an amazing, amazing induction speech. Mm-hmm. Scott Steiner very very emotional. Looks like he's you know definitely whatever was in the past between whatever parties is gone. I'm, I'm happy they I, I they were on the list because of personal things that I didn't think would ever be there. I know there's a lot of guys. Jeff Jarrett was on that list too. Yep. Guess what? They've all gone in, and uh, I, I'm glad to see it because yeah, the Steiner it. brothers are phenomenal. Of course, Legends. on their own, on their own, their singles careers were great. But on top of that, their tag career was even more phenomenal. Also going in, Queen Charmel. Uh, I actually believe it or not. Thought she had another, had a great speech. I was kind of on the fence about, you know, she's in the Hall of Fame, you know, whatever. Yeah, her she was only was around for a year or two. Yeah, but I will say this: her speech, real speech good. was good. Very, very. The the crowd was digging it. My heart moment of the night, by the way, Shad Gaspard yeah. Warrior Award. Yeah, that was amazing. Emotional. I loved. Uh, told a story about cows in Update New York. L- yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, uh, I just. I don't I I don't know how to say it. I I felt like I, I guess it's being a parent, being around children, being whatever. But that moment, my the moment to take away was his son, a you know young boy, you know had to be hard for what he went through. But on top of that, I, I just filled my heart to see JTG and him do the the little handshake. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see JTG out there. Of course, he looks like a million yeah, bucks. Yeah, I was going to see him. If you see him wrestling now, he's also amazing. Yeah, he looks like Killmonger. Oh my god, yeah, oh, he's great. But I, I, I thought I thought I thought the speech by uh, by Shad's widow was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Definitely teared up. I ain't gonna lie. I thought it was just a just a beautiful moment, and I'm glad that that happened. He definitely deserves it. Uh, I'll be. I'll, I'll put my hat out there. They should rename it the Shad Gas. I was literally Award. just thinking that. Yeah. Because, because I mean, let's be honest. The ultimate word is some little shady shit. But whatever. Not my problem. But Shad Gaspar definitely deserved it. Hero. He's mm. yeah. Multiple times in his life, and I loved how they covered that, including you know the unfortunately the way he passed as well. Amazing. Another great speech, and I wish we would have gotten to see him do it himself. But uh, I, I love uh, Vader's uh, induction was great. Uh, I love his son. I've, I've had the pleasure of sharing a locker room and having uh, Jesse on shows. Jesse's amazing. Mm. And uh, I thought that was really cool that, that him and, and, and Vader's widow had a great, great, great speech for him. But, of course, this, this, the big one, The Undertaker. You know, you have yeah. Vince, Vince inducts him, gives an emotional induction speech, which is, is phenomenal. Gives a little more emotion than Vince usually gives us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then The Undertaker, looking like a pastor at church. <laughs> yeah. Or a boy band from the 90s has the headset on because he doesn't want to be standing at a podium. And he walks around that ring and he speaks for one hour. And I don't think anybody wanted... I could see. I could hear him speak for two or three hours. I heard that whole speech. I watched it twice. Wow. That's how I thought it was phenomenal. I loved what he did. The fact that he kept going and hitting the points, and this is how I succeeded in my career. This is how we we, we did things. I thought it was great. I love, love the fact that when he talked about BSK, of course, you talked about the Godfather, even the Godfather best friends. That was a funny line when he was like, you were an influence on my life. life." I'm not saying it was a good influence. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. It was fun times. But the parts that I really liked is that he talked specifically about Yokozuna, who I don't think people talk enough about mm. i think he's, he's one of the greatest big legend. men big yeah. men in the business legend he is a hall of famer and nobody talks about him as much as he he deserves to be out, talked about all the time and another person talking about brian adams talking about both of those guys 
and put him in a public light, I thought that was the best thing he could have done because now there's a bunch of young people who might not have seen Yokozuna, who might not have seen Crush slash Brian Adams, and now we're going to go back and watch their their matches, and that's, that's a cool way to keep them alive because both of those guys were, were phenomenal workers, and I don't think that they get to, the due that they deserve mm-hmm. over some other people. And I'm not saying that it's, you know, whatever. It's just, I, I that's my personal thing. So I love the fact that Taker took the time to say, hey, these are the guys... That, 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 you know, were there for me. And thankfully, this kept that. I love the speech about Shawn Michaels. Yep. You know, he, he, you know, when he said, you know, we didn't get along, but then we become, you know, some somewhat best friends over the years. And you gave me my greatest match of all time. And it was. It's not the greatest match of it all time. It could have been the greatest WrestleMania it's match of all time, debate. period. But, yeah. I mean, that 25 match is amazing. And then the Triple H stuff was emotional. Yeah. When he just basically said you re, you know you the, you said something to me before that you know after that match and I was in a place where I gave up on myself and I'll let you know that what you said to me carried me through the rest of my career and if it wasn't for you and mind you that's the second person we know has said that because Ric Flair told the similar story of how he said that you're the only person that doesn't know that you're Ric Flair. And that got Rick out of his funk. So it's like Triple H has all these, you know, of course Triple H get a little emotional. He's going to get emotional. He forced to retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I then, of course, he did the big no. But for the Undertaker, he gets to do what he wants. And he thanked Vince. And he laid it on. And uh, I think he I think he enjoyed it. Some part of him inside. It's like, I know he was honest and it was legit. With anyone to say, for anybody to retire and say, well, n- never say never. Oh, <laughs> he'd be, he'd yeah, be the one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I love how he did an Undertaker voice. He put yeah. the hat back on. I love the whole presentation. I don't know. What did you, you guys think about the... The, the, the entirety of it. Absolutely perfect. I mean, if you're talking about the legend and the icon, he definitely hit all the points, and he definitely gave it from his heart. Like, that's the one thing. We we're so used to seeing the character of The Undertaker. Exactly. Like, this was Mark Calloway talking, and this was him just really touching on all the points that he really felt during his entire career needed to be said. And I love that he brought up about Yokozuna. I love the, you know, the Godfather line, and obviously with Triple H, and the, the close connection with him and Vince, which I, if you're a hardcore fan, you know about. But if you're a casual fan, you might not know is like that's how deep it is. And Vince doesn't do a lot of things for everybody, but with him and Taker, that's just there's something special there. Well, most people are banned from talking about Vince. Yeah, I think <laughs> the only other person that got away with it got away with it was Steve Austin, mm-hmm. and then Shawn Michaels slipped some shit in there. And uh, I'm sure he got he said he got admonished for it, but he still slipped it in there. But it's Vin- Vince's rule says you don't think Vince ever mm-hmm. <laughs> for nothing. It, no, it was a hell of a, the whole ceremony was cool. The speeches were elegant. It was awesome. I think it was the best year for speeches overall for yeah. everybody. I thought everybody like I didn't feel like, you know, some years during the Hall of Fame, you're like, yeah. there's always there's that hillbilly gym moment. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's let's just call it what it is. It's the hillbilly gym moment. You're like, damn, or Mr. T, because I think both him and Mr. T went off the rails and nobody. Oh, my God. Nobody pulled them in. But, like, this year, I felt like everybody was concise. They said what they wanted to say. And uh, some people were like, oh, I can't believe they gave The Undertaker an hour. I'm like, they should have given The Undertaker as much time as he wanted. Exactly. If he wanted to go three hours, I mean, the man earned that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that I kind of shitty was shitty on the internet was I saw people like, oh, he didn't thank Mick Foley. Like, I don't, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, Mick, I saw that too. I'm sure Mick didn't give a shit, first of all. And secondly, let's be I'm honest. Sure Mick was watching, and I doubt he really said, gave well, a shit why, that why, he didn't why didn't thank you him. mention me? And here's the thing. 
the moment in that Hell in a Cell, that's a that's Mick Foley's moment. Yeah, that wasn't the Undertaker's moment. Mm-hmm. Like if, if 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 the Undertaker claimed that as his moment, that's stepping on I think Mick's moment. Honestly, because think about it, what did Taker really? And yeah, I'm he not just saying, drove I'm not the bus. Yeah, he just yeah yeah I'm not talking shit about Taker, but what did he really do? The two big bumps that we remember from that match, that was Mick Foley. There was nothing. You know, Taker was just the guy that was there with him, and no 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 offense to that. It's just like. Yeah. I think that Mick left more than Taker did. Although Taker did was working on a broken ankle, so I gotta give him credit there. And yeah. you know, and did some stuff. But was it Noel Foley that said something? I think she did say something as well, but there's other people on the internet. I'm like, guys, let's just take it let's take a timeout. Yeah. You gotta find something to uh, complain about with everything. It was a beautiful speech. Exactly. And uh, Triple H brought HBK back. Uh, you know, yeah. It's 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 great stuff, man. It's great stuff. I like it. I like this a lot, and it was. I hope. I hope going forward we get more Hall of Fames like this. I fully anticipate Triple H going to the Hall of Fame next year. They got to uh, find for, a way to sparse it, though. I think, like, because it kind of you know loses some attention. It used to be such a big part of it, but now you have a SmackDown on the same night, and you know you're competing with AEW. Like, put it on a Thursday or something. Yeah, I was gonna say that'd be a good idea. Thursday makes Thursday. the most sense. I but I think it was like they didn't want it streaming, or it was like some well, kind they, of nonsense. They, they, for that. Well, they streamed it. Exclusively, right? Or which was like which was different this year. Sometimes they put that little uh, smaller version on TV. Yeah, I like the fact that they put it all together. Uh, oh, but, sorry. The video of Mick, uh, Timbo said the video of Mick Foley laughing at Vince taking the stunner is great. Yeah, yes, funny. Oh, one of the greatest, incredible. one of the greatest fucking videos ever. But to your point though about Triple H, I could see that now that he's officially retired, that he could go in next year. Yeah, it'll be first. It'll be the first guy announced. I think I think he'll be the headliner next year. Yeah. That's just my personal belief. Uh, Batista should be on that as well because uh, they were waiting for LA for Batista, from what I understand. So that was the remember that was the, yeah, the that was deal because they were supposed to go to LA a couple years ago. Everything oh, got swapped yeah. around, so now next year is LA and SoFi, and that's where I think Batista is going to go in. So I, I, that would be kind of cool if Evolution goes in. I mean, I don't think Randy's uh, retiring, but uh, no, he he might be main eventing. He, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, I want to throw this out there. He looks can, incredible. Listen, yeah. you could put Randy in the Hall of Fame while he's still working. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Why not? Just do, let's do all three members of Evolution. Call it a day. Like, come on. Edge is in there. I mean, he well, kind of yeah. took a weird route, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean yeah. You know, that's why I'm saying I, I can see it. I, I know I understand. It's usually for the end of your career. Be great for a I'm, promo. Like, it would be retire for a month, be, get inducted, and then say I'm coming back. Be great. I mean, how, how many, many how many Hall of Famers are still doing it? Yeah. When I was at 35, they were selling the DX shirts because, of course, they inducted DX. So that would be that, that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything's possible. All right, let's get on to the granddaddy of them all. Yes, sir. Let's talk about it. It's time. It's time, finally. I know we're two. I know I'm going to get a message from JVD. We're two hours into the show. But guess what? There's a lot of action. Here we go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's open up night one, which took place on Saturday. And we opened with the Usos defending the SmackDown Tag Championships against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Six minutes and 55 seconds. Of course, stand still. The big story from this match, though, is it looks like injury. Rick Boogs, uh, yeah, Boogs ligament from injury. his uh, patella to his, his, his you know, quad as well, I yep. think. It was pretty bad. At first, I thought it was part of the match because when he picked him up, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I realized real quick, maybe it's not part of the match. It's really sad for me because my friends were watching it and they were, you know, live chatting about it and they're like this rick boogs guy is awesome yeah <laughs> and he gets injured like he gets three injured. minutes later oh my god it felt so bad for him it was a big moment like i said i really actually at first thought that it was part like oh he you know they did something he couldn't whatever and then after i'm like maybe not yeah, some not people thought back. it was a work but yeah like yeah 
Well, because in the beginning, the way it looked, it just looked like... It just looked like his knee buckled. Yeah. Like, so just it, like it was the weight of it. Like, oh, I couldn't do it. And then he was going to go back later and that's try. That's how strong he Yeah, is. and then it was like, yeah, that's that's exactly it. But then when he didn't come back, I was like, oh, there's got to be... And then, of course, shortly thereafter, we saw the video of him being carried out. Yeah. Uh, next Heal up. Heal up, Bugs. Yeah, exactly. I, I, dude, save it for him when he comes back, because he, he definitely is impressive, and I think he's going to impress a lot of people. Uh, so then we got uh, the Drew McIntyre... Defeating Happy Corbin with Mad Cat Moss. Kicking out of the end of days for the first time first ever. Yeah, that was wild. And then chopping the ring up. I'm oh. glad that something finally got cut and it wasn't a person. Yes. <laughs> but he's been walking around with this sword for months like he's going to stab somebody with it. Yeah. And I hopefully he puts the sword away now. I, uh, the sword's just not getting over with me. I'm just like, this is kind of getting too corny. Uh, but Timbo did remind us he did fake a leg injury on the same leg. Which is kind of ironic uh, in the yeah. long run of things. That's why that people was thought weird. it was a word. That's why probably because it was the same leg, and he's right, it was the same leg. It's like, damn, that's just that's one of those things where like uh, life imitating art, mm-hmm. not good. Uh, next up, the Miz. Oh yeah, the Miz and Logan Paul. I refuse to watch this. Good against Rey Mysterio and Dominic De- uh, Mysterio. I'm sorry, I eleven minutes and fifteen seconds. The Miz and Logan Paul win. I'm going to tell you what, Logan Paul. Not bad. See, not surprised here. Now, I might catch some heat. I don't That's care, okay. though. Go ahead. But I refuse to watch it because I don't like it when they bring in these stars. I get it. Sometimes it works. We did the thing Arrow years ago, all this stuff. But I'm not a fan of the person, uh, Mr. Oh, Paul. That's fair. That's fair. And just when you got people like Ricochet and Finn Balor, who are some of the best talents alive, and they're your mid-card title holders, and they're not on the card – but this jabroni's on the card, and now, you know, I'm not surprised he did great. He's like a college athlete. You know, he's Box Floyd. Uh, you know, you can learn this stuff, and then he's in there with legends that can show him. So I'm, I'm not surprised he did a good job, but just out of, like, personal principle, I was like, this one, I'm I'm going to miss this one. I can understand that, mm-hmm. but I will also say this. I got you got to give him his due. He did go out there. He obviously put in the work. So I, you always have to give a guy to do the same with uh, Bad Bunny yeah, last yeah, year. I'm not, not hating on the dude. I right, just right, was right. like. Yeah, no, I can understand the point. I know. I, I completely understand what you're saying, but like I said, you do, you do have to give the devil his due sometimes just because, you know what? It's always nice when you see somebody actually put the work in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, there's been plenty of celebrities in the past who've done nothing and got. I heard he did an Eddie Guerrero spot, and I was yes, like, he, did. "He wants some heat, man." Oh no, oh, he's I will, I will throw it out there. The three amigos look good. The the frog splash. I did, I did good. see a gif of that. It did look good, and, and there was one thing that I got. I'll probably come around to see it, but I was. Uh, as a member of the Balor Club, yeah, I, I love yeah, Prince yeah. Devitt. I was like, all right, come on. No, man. I completely understand. I will say this, though. That there was uh, some talk about his uh, twisting, his hip twisting on the on the Guerrero, on the, the Three Amigos. And I went, he's a taller guy, so he had to twist it. It, it looked good still, but he had to put a little more torque into oh, it. Yeah. I'm like, but he's a he's a taller guy. Like you can't you can't do the same hip thing if you're taller. He's got more leg to whip around. Mm-hmm. So I give him credit. Like I said, I get your reasoning. I would have also liked to see a wrestler in that spot. But I mean <laughs> just gotta me give the devils like, due. You know, a finicky mark. I yeah. have a I have a I have a feeling that we're gonna that's not the last of Logan Paul we're gonna see either though. Cause uh they kind of uh, the Miz kind of gave him the skulk uh gosh, the finale at the end. By the way, the Miz kind of turned face in a way. That was weird. The yeah. whole crowd was cheering for him because you know, <laughs> you put down Logan Paul, the crowd as a matter of fact, in the background you can see Jake Paul cheering for for, for the Miz, which was kind of funny. Uh, you know, <laughs> the meal ticket. Yeah. 
Uh, it, it was a weird ending, but it was interesting. It was interesting. But we got to something real good next, of course. For the Raw Women's Championship, your champion, big-time Bex Becky Lynch, taking on Ooh. the number one contender, Bianca Belair. This match got 19 minutes and 10 seconds, and that doesn't tell the whole story because, listen, these two women went out there, and they put on a clinic. I love how this match started. I love how they teased another quick finish. I love how both Becky and Bianca went for a million pinfalls in the first five minutes because that's what you would try to do to win quick. And then they settled into this amazing match. It was awesome. At the end of the day, before we talk about it, and new Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair knocking off the second of the four horsewomen at a WrestleMania. Oh, wow. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. That's That's the second at a WrestleMania for the belt. And I'm going to say this before we continue. And I, I, I said to you last night, I think this, I think we witnessed, and I'm not saying she, uh, she's her own person. It's Bianca Belair. But I would equate Bianca Belair at this point in juncture. She is the female John Cena. I was going to say The Rock. You could say that as well. But the yeah. reason I say John Cena. athleticism is what stands out to me with her. But she's so strength, good. Strength, yeah. athleticism. I think she's she just over. Has this, she, she, the it factor that everyone always talks well, did about. You Absolutely. See, did you see that? I saw a side-by-side picture today on Twitter. And it was her last year winning. Tears. Happiness, obviously. And it was her this year winning and holding that belt with confidence. Oh. And you just go. There it is. Yeah. Yep. This is the performer in a year. And yes, the first one's always the realist, as Dusty Rhodes used to say. It is mm. that's the only the only thing real in wrestling is that first belt. But at the same point in juncture, it shows the growth of Bianca Belair. She's a phenomenal performer. She's going to be one of the best, if not the best, women's wrestler when the day is when 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 the when the story is written. And I made the comment last night, and I know I'm gonna catch some heat, but I don't give a damn about that. I can't wait for the WrestleMania moment when a few years when it's Jade Cargill versus Bianca Belair for the That's WWE title. So weird. I was just title. thinking yeah. that, because like, not to make the comparison, but I just see that like the trajectories are kind of similar. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and here's the thing: I think they that got they're the look. Be, they both got the it factor. I think they're going to be the two best women's wrestlers when in, when the when the day's written. It's it is wild down. how the, just the level. Of, I mean, not to say that you know women and men are on different levels or mm-hmm. anything, but uh, traditionally they weren't you know given the opportunity to perform at least as many matches or like these level of matches, and they're just so high now. Like I watch these women wrestle, I'm like, damn, I ain't shit. They're yeah. so good, <laughs> so and, good. But for that match, you know, you know, I'm, a lot of people were. Uh, heated when Becky came back at SummerSlam abruptly and hit the manhandle slam on her and and then just took the title off of her. When we watched last year Bianca build up and have this awesome moment and then defend it, and she was, you know, having killer matches and killer promos. But I love that they brought it back. They told the story. And just, you know, I don't watch Raw religiously, but I watch those segments. And, like, just the cut in the hair last week and then – Becky comes off with a new do, and it was just an awesome match. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I think that they should have uh, swapped her and Charlotte, or Charlotte and um, Ronda, switched them because you're coming. You you have your last two women's main event winners fighting each other for a title, and then you have the losers. <laughs> like they should have just swapped it. But I think Ronda's name is so big that oh, they I agree. To get yeah, it. that's where they're but running the, with. This, but the still, match I agree. was the match was. Uh, was fire, man. It was really By good. By the way, good night, Dan. Thank you for uh, stopping in, man. Appreciate Always you, Dan. Appreciate it. Um, I I just want to throw out there. Let's give some kudos to Becky Lynch as well. Great match. She did a did an amazing job. Both of these. This would have been match of the night if it wasn't for the next match. Let's go to exactly. Let's be well, the and couple it still was a great. Yeah. The couple just holding it down. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that in just a second. I also want to point out. I've said for a long time. 
that I defended that SummerSlam decision. And I think that now history looks at it nicely because now we had the story. Long-term storytelling. Long-term storytelling that they accuse that they don't have. But here's the thing. When shit hit the fan, what were you going to do? You have a woman who's coming back from maternity leave. She's going to go out there and have a 20-minute classic with with, with the, a woman on top of her game or or one that's coming into her own on top of her game. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, it would look ridiculous because then you can't have Becky lose the match back. And she's she got to kind of reestablish this new gimmick, right. the big-time Bex yep. thing. And then the heel, the heel reaction. And you built this all the way to WrestleMania. And on the biggest stage, Bianca Belair comes, morphs into, levels up. Yeah. Let's just to be honest. She leveled up again. I don't know. I don't even think any of us thought she could level up again. And she yeah. leveled up again. Mm-hmm. And improving that she probably will also level up again. Oh, there <laughs> And again and again. No, and, dude, and she's got all the tools. She's got everything. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. she's, she's the future. Let's talk about it. Let's, we're going to break this down a little differently because we got to talk about this because this, this was the moment. The next moment. This was the, If you're talking about WrestleMania moments, and this WrestleMania had plenty of moments. Mm. We'll talk about them over time. But this, oh, I think, yeah. was the first of the big moments. Because, yeah, Bianca winning is a big moment. But on some level, we all expected that shit to happen, right? Because yeah. Becky, you know, Becky's great. So is a Bianca. But Bianca's the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know it's going to happen. But... We are all waiting on bated breath. There was the rumors for weeks. It, is Cody Rhodes there? Is Cody Rhodes not there? Sources close is to so, Cody say, say he's not he's completely pulling, sold He's on pulling it. out yeah. the day before. He's going to go run ROH, I heard. Uh-huh, I know, that was whatever, out there. Okay? All of a sudden, we got to Mania. And you know what? WWE, to their credit, close to the vest the whole time. Also, Rhodes, close to the vest. We'll talk about that more as we go. But so telling was the pre-show. During the pre-show, they never asked who anybody thought that the <laughs> that the secret guy is going to be. They wanted people. They kept for. They brought it up. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to talk about it. Also, when Seth did his promo, he said, "If you notice, he said, oh, it could be a legend. Could be a legend coming back. Maybe it's The Rock.'" He said, "Oh, it could be an NXT guy. I heard that Braun Breaker's good." He said, hell, maybe it's Vince McMahon himself. Did you notice he never said it could be somebody returning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was very cautious, and he's good at what he does. Great at what he does, because it's Seth Rollins. And I, I will throw that out there. One I of think the best, this, if not the best in the world, personal opinion. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I can see it. And he proved it. Once again, let's kick back. If Timbo said it, we all said it. This is a dude who, who, who built a arc on his own. Yeah. Because yeah. he didn't have, usually you have a partner. He had a partner, but the partner wasn't there. Yeah, he set the stage for that to basically be anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it was great. And he and, and we went through the trials of tribulation. He's not going to have a mania match. He he's, he's jumping through hurdles and keeps losing. I don't he have a path goes, to mania. He keeps he goes to Vince at six thirty in the morning. He gets there early, and Vince is like, "Why did you just ask me? I thought that was funny, but I'm going to pick your opponent. <laughs> you're going to find out when you're in the ring." So we get Seth Rollins out, looking like the Drip God, like only he can look. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, anybody else wearing that's ridiculous. By the mm-hmm. way, works for Seth. Gets in the ring, and I love this little thing. First of all, production, and this goes back to our conversation for production, and I know this is on a way grander scale than the indies can do, but think about how they let this breathe. They had, oh, that yeah, was, was a good executed. three, mm-hmm. that was a good three to four minutes of nothing, and Seth Rollins handled it the best, though, because think about it, he's got to stand there while we're letting it go, and you, I love his reaction. He's like, come on, get out here this so I can kick your ass. one of my biggest takeaways of it was get, can, his reaction. Hey, Time is money, and you're wasting my money. Come on. Come on, whoever it is, don't be scared. Or you're just going to get beat up by me. And it was great. And then we got the pyro up the ramp. We got the pyro behind. 
first has the lights go down. We've got to pop for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I counted this. I had to watch it the next day because I popped myself because I'm a fan. Let's be honest. So, get a pop for the pyro. We got a pop when the first set of lights went down. We started to hear two different chants, if you listen. The, the Cody chant was louder, but there was an Undertaker chant, too, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Lights are out. Okay, it could be Undertaker. No, no. And then, so we had those two pops. The third pop comes when we hear wrestling has many royal families. And the downstack class, the big fucking logo on the screen says the American nightmare. We're, we're in the midst of, okay, there's no way it's not because my buddy George, I, I, I love you, George. I know you're going to listen to this. And there was a part of me goes, is this a swerve? I'm like, I don't think they can play his music if it's a swerve. He no. has the rights to it. <laughs> that would be epic if they did. He, they got his logo up. They got all this done. And the crowd, though, pops for that. But the big pop didn't come until he raises from the stage. That looks because, so cool. Yeah. Because you know what it is? Seeing is believing, and there it was, and it was a massive. That theme pop. has been in my head all weekend. Oh yeah, in my soul. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. Something, Cody Rhodes. I got that stuck in George's head too. But, <laughs> but mind you, the the bottom line of it was amazing. You could tell from, and I, what I was happy about is you could tell from Cody's face that he was like, "I'm living this." There's almost eighty thousand people here, and they are chanting for me. And I, I know afterwards, and we'll get to that, he said vindication was the word he looked for. Mm-hmm. Like, he was vindicated in the fact that when he left, he wasn't happy. He went out, reinvented himself, and now he's coming back, and he's and he proved that it was good. It where, you know, not see what he won't say anything bad, but he also did allude that things weren't as good as it was when he left where he was at. He feels vindicated that he can come out in front of almost 80,000 people, and they're going to give him the love. And I thought that that was my moment. Like, I, I like watching guys WrestleMania moments when they have that look on their face like, yeah. oh, shit, it's happening. Yeah. And he had that look, but it was great. But you know what? That's only half the story because he gets in the ring. And uh, by the way, well, before I, that, I just wanted to. OK, uh, something I wanted to note was Seth Rollins's reaction was incredible. The original was like this laughing thing. And then, and he, then he did that like, yeah. And I, he just sold it like made like, OK, I know this guy. He's a credible threat. Let's get it on. Well, yeah. not just that. I almost almost felt like I was also like that. How dare you steal my moment? Yeah, like Seth Rollins, just like the, you stole just my the moment. Facial expressions oh, yeah. and that cackle, dude. I, that I pop for that cackle every oh. time he does it. It's the so Joker funny. laugh, yeah. It's yeah, but that, when he when he transformed into the seething look, I was like that. But was it was crazy. yeah, just the energy was awesome. It was this big moment? Like, is it really going to? Because so many things happen and they feel surreal mm-hmm. while they're happening. And that was one. We're like, wow, he really came back. He's here. You know, he looks great. They've got the whole production behind him. They, they're letting him use the American Nightmare gimmick. Uh, they got the the sound or the, you know, that song. Well, Cody owns it, so that was easy for him. And then just, yeah, Seth's reaction, it just, like, the energy was palpable, man. By the way, side note for all those people, we'll talk wrestling business for just two seconds. I promise I won't say on it. If you were ever wondering why WWE likes to own trademarks and why they have a 90-day no-compete, Ladies and gentlemen, you found out at WrestleMania mm-hmm. because Cody Rhodes, and by the way, let's get this off the table because I heard on the internet people saying AEW made the American Nightmare. No, 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 no. Uh, the American Nightmare that. gimmick was made in New Japan in Ring of Honor. And Excite. He yes. no, well, no, he was, but he came in and he was American Nightmare then. But he made that gimmick when he was doing Ring of Honor in New Japan, and that gimmick really got over at All In, which was not an AEW event. AEW wasn't even invented yet. Yeah. That was where they originally, I guess, point. colluded. But he made it, that was where it became, because the Nightmare Family's mm-hmm. first appearance 
was at All In when he was going after the NWA title. Yeah. And that was the big selling point. So don't revisionist theory here the theories about this, about how AEW made the, the American no, Nightmare. I'm sorry. He, he right. made yeah. Yeah. Binghamton. He was doing that. He was reinventing himself. He reinvented he himself. And, uh... Yeah, man. That, I just and I'm, it's not a shot at AEW. It's just come on, guys. Don't take away something the guy made. Just like you can revision this theory all you want. If there wasn't a Cody Rose, there wouldn't be an AEW. And here's the problem with that: is if when you do that revisionist theory, it, isn't that part of the reason at the end of the day that he's not there? Mm-hmm. And I'm just throwing that out there. And he's it's not because of, of anybody in the office. It's because you know you can't say that shit about somebody. I think, you know, AEW, uh, you know, looming over, you know, this is why people say that. But he's, you know, one of three people on this weekend that I can think of right off the bat that did that. You know, Bobby Lashley left WWE, went, worked uh, Impact, reinvented himself. Uh, Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. left, went and worked around. Got Vince it. likes that. Yeah. I mean, look at a guy like Jinder Mahal. He did the same thing. Came back, was champion. Like, there's a lot. If you can leave and put some value on yourself. Vince likes that back. I mean, we, uh, you know, even not to get ahead of us too much. Even aesthetically, he looks way different. He looks. Well, like, let's put it this way. Not to get ahead of ourselves too much is he, he turned around and he even said when he met with Vince, first of all, he said it was the easiest decision he ever made to come yeah. back. And then he said when he met with Vince, he's like, first of all, I was supposed to meet with Bruce Pritchard. Next thing you know, Vince is there. He flew down himself to talk with me. I, I pitched to him. This is what I want to do. This is why I want to come back. If we can't do this, then I don't want to come back. And Vince said. To him, I'm I'm not looking at it, but it kind of verbatim, he kind of said, well, of course we're going to do that. That's what we're buying, right? Meaning the American Nightmare. We're not buying Stardust. We're not buying some other gimmick. Dashing Cody Rhodes. We want you to be the American Nightmare if that's the gimmick you want to do. And that's why I'm just saying, let's be fair to Cody Rhodes. Just crazy, do not, like, squander this. I don't think they're going to for two reasons, first of all. It does look like, if you look at the play, I've said it on the show, you look at the playbook when WCW, they brought in guys from, from WCW and they pushed them to show other guys from WCW, you can come here and be pushed. So that's part of the play. But the other part is, I think WrestleMania put them at ease and that pop that yeah. maybe we're on to something. And here's the thing. They do need a big face for Raw. He is going to be the face of. He's yeah. going to be the baby face on Monday Night Raw. They don't have a big baby face. I could see them. I don't know what happened tonight in his speech. Well, I'll have to find out when I get home. But I will say this: I think that they're going to continue. I would hope they would continue the Seth Rollins and and, and Cody Rhodes bit for a oh, little yeah, bit. Oh yeah, do it at back. I think I would man. like to run, run it, it back. back. Run it back. That I would... think that's a good. I think it's a good starting point. You're in there with one of, as you pointed out, one of the best, if not the best. And it was a big mania moment. And that's what he was saying in his interviews afterwards. He said, you know, I believe that I'm the best. And I don't think there's anyone even close to me. Or I don't think there's a second. It's not even a close. The second place isn't even close. Yeah. And once again, somebody was like, is that cock? I'm like, nope. Just like he also made a reference to, you know, I could have stayed in AEW and been TNT champion 16th time and held 16 times and held that belt hostage. But I wanted to trade that in for another piece of leather. Well, I think AEW is personally for me, I think it's the cooler of the two products right now. It's it's definitely cooler. But Mm -hmm. you, uh, you know, thinking about being like Cody Rhodes, like how many venues are AEW going to fill? that compete with the Cowboys stadium. Yeah. No, you right. know what I mean? Right. But on top of that, I also want to point out that one of the reasons coming back wasn't because he, and I've heard this, like the, the economy that was, well, he couldn't charge for the AW title. When he said he wanted to trade it in, there's a part of Cody Rhodes, as you heard when he was talking about his father and he, you know, he, he didn't want to live in his shadow, but now he can be him and still pay homage to his dad. 
He wants to do the one thing his father never did. And I'm not saying this in a bad way. He wants to be WWE champion. And I think that's what they're going to work out. And he and, spent so much of his career there before mm-hmm. ROH and New Japan and AEW. Like, he was there. How many years was he there before he left? Alone? 14. I think it was 14. Something like that. It was a long time. Give take, yeah. So, you know. He was gone for six. When he's getting, you know, ingratiated into the business, like, that's the that's the goal. Is that WWE world title. So I I'm cannot, sure just because he left the company didn't stop being his goal. Mm. I cannot wait for the Cody Rhodes or WrestleMania 24. We know they shot it because WWE put out the footage of some footage that was cut up for it. I can't wait to see that because you're going to get to see a lot. Uh, the one thing he did say in an interview that I thought was great because, of course, everybody's like, well, how's Triple H going to feel after all the Yeah, stuff? it must have been some awkward yeah. conversation. So what was I, up with that throne, kid? I am not sure. I want to say, and I don't know this for fact, because he didn't name the person. Mm-hmm. I think QT Marshall was in his bus because he said my assistant from a from aew was with me in the bus he was at the show <laughs> hmm. and i'm thinking that's qt they're be. friends i get it whatever but i guess like everybody was you know, the people who found out because obviously some of the stars found out like randy found out like were came to the bus and said hey man thank nice to have you back love to have you know kofi found out and him and kofi are good friends they were all coming on the bus he's like last of course of course here comes triple h and i could see him coming and of course <laughs> My assistant from AEW, that's why you didn't give him a name, had to razz me because, I mean, it's the worst kept secret in wrestling that my favorite wrestler of all time is Triple H. And he was like, here I am sitting the guy who broke the throne. I talked a lot of shit. He was like, but at the end of the day, you guys got to remember, he's like, and I'm being honest, he's he, he's my favorite wrestler. Like, it's not a secret. It's the worst kept secret in wrestling. And so I've always wanted to be like Triple H. And here he comes, and I'm thinking in my head, oh my God, he's going to be pissed at me. He was like, he acted like none of it was. He's like, ah, eh, it was funny, whatever. I'm glad you're. I'm glad he you're back. We're gonna do some a, big things. He drove a tank to WCW. Yeah, he exactly. He yeah, understands. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just thought it was funny. He was like, he's like, he's like, he's like, don't worry. We're gonna do big things. Don't worry about it. Who cares? That's awesome. But that's a Vince mentality too. Because he also said in that you know, interview when he talked about Vince, he went mm. to apologize to Vince. And Vince is like, what? Are you, don't don't be sorry. What are you doing? What are you sorry? You want to help he start the same an thing? amazing company did, and yeah, raise yeah. your stock, Dude. and now you're back in my office. Dude, yeah. here you are. You're a main eventer because you went and started a company. Cool, man, and I'm glad you're home to, you know, and he said about that, people saying welcome home, but he felt a certain, but you know, it's the truth. That's where he started his career, and, you know, I see big things. He is going to be the first Rose to win the WWE not a bad way to start. (laughs) No, definitely not. I think uh, match of of the weekend for me, other than FTR and the Briscoes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. those are one and two, in my opinion. He's so good. He got kicked out of him. Bianca and Becky's there, too. Oh, Jesus. He was all... Uh, part of that, yeah, I think is from the, and... part of that, I think, is from Seth Rollins' pants. He had a lot of sequence on that pants. I think it's great, but it was the longest match of night one, 21 minutes and 40 seconds. In the little Stardust uh, yeah. cartwheel, oh, was great. I popped for that because people always were like, "Oh, he, he's going to go back and they're going to make him Stardust." I'm like, "They're not going to do that." There's but no even way. even still, Stardust was awesome because he was committed to it and it linked him to his brother, the, and mm-hmm. it was cool. It made sense. And I got to give credit to Corey Graves. Corey Graves. As much as he irritates me sometimes, is actually a good commentator and he's good funny. at putting things over. And I mean, he did use the, the the undesirable, the undeniable line, which I thought was fun. Of course, that is something that they say about Cody, anyways. Mm-hmm. And then during the match when he did that talk, Corey, Corey Graves said out loud, "That's him washing away the stain yeah, of, cool. of stardust." And I was like, "That was a cool line." Yeah, I don't know if that was fed to him. Or if he came up to his own, either way, the way he delivered it was perfect, perfect timing. By the way, 21 minutes, 40 seconds, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, picks up a huge victory over Seth freaking awesome Rollins. Match. Great match. Dude, I thought that match was going to end in a pedigree either way. 
Yeah. I, I love Point it. Juncture. I was like, because they both teased the Just pedigree. The storytelling was great. Everything. I love I love how even when talking about Triple H in that interview, if you guys can look, if you look it up, uh, Cody Rhodes even said that uh, it was cool, even though he came on the bus, but it was also cool that he was going to work Mania with Triple H's, you know, his, his protege, if you will, because Seth mm-hmm. Rollins has kind of been a Triple H protege, as we all know. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Like, I'm going to get to work with his protege. So it's kind of like a Jason, the guy that I idolize. I'm going to get to work with his protege and I'm going to get to do big things. I thought this was very classy and a very good move. I love the Rhodes Lander gimmick. Yes. Uh, I know Ken is taking homage to the pyro, but at WrestleMania, the pyro fits in. Pyro fits in. I'm just hoping he didn't come out to full pyro for an interview. That's how they got him back. Yeah. They guaranteed, guaranteed the pyro. pyro. Guaranteed All the pyro. pyro you want. All the pyro. Uh, I also want to point out that uh, Seth Rollins, not to be outdone today on Twitter, reached out that uh, uh, he said something Something got asked, and he responded by saying, doesn't his wife wrestle too? Hmm. Maybe maybe we should do something about that. Hmm. So obviously leading into the Becky and Seth show going up against them. And I know. I know she's not in there. Uh, did we talk about Pat McAfee? No, Wondersoul. We have not talked about Pat hey, McAfee. Hey, what's up, Wondersoul? We will be talking about him in a minute. Don't worry. Don't worry. We, we, we're still on night one. Speaking of night one, let's get through night one so we can talk about night two. Uh, next up was the WWE SmackDown Women's title match. Charlotte Flair coming in as champion, taking on the winner of the 2022 Royal Rumble. Ronda, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Man, I was kind of surprised, but Charlotte Flair retains the belt. 18 minutes, 30 seconds. Match was good. People were crapping on it a little bit because it followed the Bianca-Becky match, but I thought it was good. It was really physical. The problem is it wasn't a horrible spot. It did follow two great matches. You, you, you followed, B, first of all, B, uh, the fact that the crowd found the energy to cheer on Cody and Seth, and that was testament to how good yeah. they are, and, of course, the return was great. But that Bianca-Becky match and then that, I felt bad for them. They shouldn't have bumped the New Day match. I'm going to get into my theory about that when we talk about the main event, why it got actually got bumped. Sure. But uh, it was a rough spot. I feel like that was – remember that uh, – what was what WrestleMania where was it uh, where Triple H and uh, Randy Orton went out? 20, 25. Yeah. The, before that match, you know, you had Taker and, and Michaels and possibly oh, yeah. the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. And then they went out there, and if you watch that match back, that was a good match between Triple H and Randy Just Orton. Just rough positioning but it on was the a card. bad position. Kind of what happened to AJ and Edge last night, too, I think, a little bit. I oh, think absolutely. The, the energy was kind of down. But, absolutely. Yeah. but the match itself was good. I, just one critique on, on Ronda. I've been watching Ronda mm-hmm. since UFC days and stuff. She just moves like a hair too quick mm-hmm. and you can get it because she's an actual combat athlete like she's used to going in there and like yeah she, she telegraphs up. a little much but she yeah she just moves like just a hair too quick at least that's what it feels like when i watch it but mm-hmm. charlotte's yeah. so good she's agreed i thought it was a good match and Incredible. like i said there was a little it was a little off but once again they, they had a fine match unfortunately card let's go to the main event of course first we heard that the KO show with Steve Austin was going to be the main event of the show, and I instantly went, okay, this ain't going to be a goddamn talk segment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all knew it was coming. We heard the itch. We heard it. It wasn't, you know, there's some rumor out there that people had said, you know, for, you know, and I think it was completely wrong, that WWE was like, oh, we need your help. No, no, no. Steve Austin saw The Undertaker and what happened with Undertaker and getting that last match. He saw the return of Edge. He said it publicly. He saw these things and went, man, 
I could have that one last match. And he started working out and working hard towards it. And it looked like in January when it first the mm. rumor of him possibly having a match came up. It was because everybody's like, he's been working out. He's been in a fucking ring. I think this guy wants to have a match. And then the rumbling started coming in that he was going to work Kevin Owens. And I remember when me and you first talked about it on the show, me and you both said... Talk about Ken, obviously. Uh, sorry, because I got to forget there's not just two of us. <laughs> uh, but we, on that show, we said, if he's going to wrestle anybody, KO's the guy. Yep. He's going to protect him. Natural he's story with the say. stunner, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a story. There's a mentorship in here. So we get the buildup. Kevin Owens calls his shot, says, hey, KO show. Steve Austin. When they announced it as the main event, I went, oh, fuck. We're going to get the moment that all of us have been waiting for. I didn't think it was going to be a match, though. I thought it was just going to be like a, a walk and brawl and a uh, beer, you know, celebration. As soon as, as, soon as they announced yeah. the main event, I knew we were getting a match. I knew we were going to get Steve He walked out with the wrist tape in his boots. Yeah, man, you saw the knee braces on. I, th- like I think he would have been in the black trunks, but I think it would have given too much away. Yeah. It, he was given a little bit of much away with the street fight because mm-hmm. it could still be a street fight. But, like, I think the, the, the trunks. So when he came out in the ring, I, I got to, first of all, Kudos to Kevin Owens, who was already hated in that building, mm. but then just kind of kept pouring salt in the wound. He is such a good yeah. promo. Oh, my God. He's one of the best in the world with the promos, but yeah. And I love it. it they, they let it go on just long enough. So when that glass shattered, that crowd let it go. Yeah, man. And here it was the biggest, you know, earlier we saw Undertaker get a huge pop from the Hall of Fame. We saw Cody get a huge pop and then the Steve Austin pop. Literally, Cody was the third place pop, but when you're behind Austin and the Undertaker, that's not a bad place to be. And trust me, they were all loud. But we're mm-hmm. in Dallas. Here. And we're in Dallas. It's the rattlesnake. You could have done that anywhere, but especially in Dallas. And he comes out, and I love, I love the Kevin Owens when he just sits there and he's just like, you know what? I lied to you. I don't want you on a talk show. I wanted to challenge you to a match, but I knew if I challenged you to a match, you wouldn't show up. So I purposely lied to you because then I knew you would show up. So- Austin went right, like flipping a switch, just yep. got right into it. You want to see me whoop his ass? Give me a hell yeah. But I love how he sat there for a while because Kevin still got some digs in when Kevin said about, you know, in the ni- you know when he, 19 years ago, last time you wrestled, your knees were bad, your back was bad, and your neck was bad. Well, they're all still, I, I, I'm assured, assured they're all still bad, so you can't use that as an excuse when I whoop your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, he went right into Stone Cold. Like, you watch, and he's like, get a, re-. I love how he wanted to say, get me a goddamn ref, and he yeah. cut himself off. Yeah. <laughs> Although he said shit right before, so I don't know. Give me a ref. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why he cut himself off there, because he said shit right before it. And then, literally, it was happening. I was sitting in the living room, me and George. Mm. Mana, you know, she doesn't watch wrestling. She was excited, leaning forward. Me and George were like, oh, my God. And when the bell rang, we talked about it earlier. With that tag match, you got a real release when the bell rang. With this, the bell rang, and that crowd popped louder than you could hear. Because at that moment, there's like, once again, it's that real factor. Mm-hmm. Now it's real. Yeah. There's a referee. There's rang. a bell. This is a match. I love how Steve even said it. I had my first match in Dallas, Texas, and tonight I'll have my last match in Dallas, Texas. There is no wiggle room. He was coming back for one last I'm match. I'm sure you guys saw Twitter, too. Everyone's like, oh, I can't really believe this up. is happening. This yeah. is oh, dude, that was the one time that everybody let it go and was a fan. Mm-hmm. And I will appreciate that. And Steve Austin, I'm, I'm going to say it, they worked one hell of a match Kevin I mean Steve took some bumps but very safe once again Kevin bumped his ass off Brian Alvarez made a really good point about like you know before a match you can warm up and stuff Austin had to come out you know he fed off the energy rode his four-wheeler down but he didn't have a chance to like warm up before he got into it and that's how the beginning of the match was when he was stomping it was Mm. his warm-up and he drinks a tall boy and now he's warmed up and he starts throwing hands i thought it was a good match i thought did you i cannot believe he took that suplex on the the oh my god i was like oh they're gonna tease it oh my god he gave it to him gotta throw it out there 
Kevin Owens, only the second person ever to give Stone Cold Steve Austin a stunner mm-hmm. behind, oh, really? in, in a match. Other than The Rock? Other than The Rock. Wow. I thought, and once again, I got I to gotta say this. Lance Storm wrote out, the, uh, put on Twitter, and I thought it was great. Sometimes when you lose, you actually win. Yeah. And that was directed to Kevin Owens, oh, yeah. and I thought it's it was like amazing. It's the culmination of a, a dream. Can you yeah. believe being that guy? Like, Austin's been gone for 19 years. He's never coming back. No, he's coming back, and he's going to wrestle you. Yeah. Once well, again, proving to the world that, that when they say that Kevin Owens doesn't get treated like a top-tier guy, he is treated like a top-tier guy. You're not giving Steve Austin to a, a low-tier guy. Yeah. And it was like the perfect person. And think about how much trust WWE put into him to like mm-hmm. be able to go do this, make it entertaining, make it physical, have the energy, but also keep Austin safe, you know. I agree. And, I yeah. agree. And he sold his ass off for Woo! him too. It was great. And I don't I think Austin drank more beer in that match. Yeah. If it's gonna be your if it's gonna be your last match, have, enjoy it. Dude, mm-hmm. it was pro- it was like uh it was distracting him. You could tell. He'd be like, stomp someone out, all right, give me a couple beers. Then he'd go do a, another spot and be like, all right, hold on, I need a couple of beers. I was waiting for him to just dump it on him. MVP of the match, though, the referee, because after the match, uh, Austin had kicked a beer outside the ring. The referee picked it up, and he cheers it from outside the ring, got to drink a beer with Stone Cold. So MVP of the match yes. goes to the, to the referee, get getting a beer in there, because I'd have done the same shit. Super exciting way to end night oh, one. Oh, my God. It was Perfect awesome. way to end. Dude, that was an emotional... Uh, night one, for me, was it was a definitely A, if mm. you want to grade that show. Yeah. It was up, and like, the matches were good. Everything was entertaining. They hit the right notes. Kudos to them. So then we get to night two. Do they still have the magic left? Yeah, I thought that they did do just fine. Uh, we opened up night two. RK Bro in a, defending their triple uh, their tag titles in a triple threat match. They retained the belts against the Street Profits and the Alpha Academy. Eleven minutes thirty seconds. How much fun is Randy Orton having? I'm just throwing it out there. I love that he has not turned on him, and I really believe in my heart that he's not going to I don't turn think he's on going him. To, and he's having fun out there. I think he's doing a great job. Uh, of course, you know, we got the spot with Gable Steven, mm-hmm. uh, Steveson. Uh, the beginning of the night, though. I, Smaller I, than I thought he'd be. Yeah. Yeah. I missed over. I should have glanced over. But in the beginning of the night, we did get Triple H come down to the ring. Oh, yeah. Do the spit the water. Uh, put the boots in the ring. Symbolize the retirement. And, of course, also welcome everybody to WrestleMania, which was fucking awesome. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I forgot to mention that. It, it's, it, it was really cool. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to the match that I thought was great here, too. Bobby Lashley defeats Omos in 6 minutes, 35 seconds. Good stuff. Dude, I love the fact that Bobby won this match. It was really cool. I would have saved the bump that they gave him on Monday. Would have saved it for this match. True. But still, it was awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Next up, I say what you will. I know you know we're in a fan no, of like the Johnny Knoxville thing. I, like, I loved this. Yes. Listen, man. I loved this. Probably the show stealing from night two. Long, not long term, but they've been telling the story Best for a Best storyline in WWE. Anything goes match. Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn. They gave this 14 minutes, 25 seconds. It was everything I thought it would be. It was supposed to be a comedy match, and it was. Who is better right now than Sami Zayn? I'm going to answer Fully that for committed. you. Fully committed. Just Nobody. committed to it. One of the most creative minds in the business. Dude. That match, we got all the jackass people involved. I don't know. Dude, Dark, shout out Dark to Shark was trying to take shots at. Dude, uh, I thought he was pissed. I thought he was too. I was like, because oh, he pie faced his kid. Yeah, yeah. He He's really like, pie faced my face. I'm about to fuck this dude up. I'm like, oh shit, Dark Shark's gonna kill somebody today, mm-hmm. dude. And it was really cool that you know they brought in the jackass guys because you know Sammy is just like, oh, these guys have been shot out of cannons and like Loved this it. guy got hit by a bull or like gored by a bull, so I can I can lay these kicks in. Well, <laughs> and he did, man. They, the, they showed that one 
going slow mo on oh. Wee Man and Wee Man. Yeah, that looks ridiculous. Wee, Wee Man slamming Sami Zayn. I'm just oh, saying. shades of Andre and Hogan. Well, me and my wife were watching, and I'm like, Wee Man's coming out from under that ring that any moment. Great. That was great. And just about, uh, the party boy spot, I, oh. I was popping for that. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, man, Sami Zayn, and and doing that match, and say what you will about athleticism, like Bad Bunny, we saw do a great job with athleticism at last year's WrestleMania. Logan Paul, we saw do a great job with athleticism the day before. Johnny Knoxville doesn't have that athleticism, but what he does have is entertainmentship. Mm-hmm. And he can entertain you. Yeah. And he was great. I thought that he played into everything well. You're right. He had no fear of taking whatever spots Sammy was doing with him. Oh and at God. the same juncture, Sammy gave him everything. Yeah. I mean, Sammy went through a table with uh, the, the, the rat traps on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the giant rat trap at the end even was funny. The hand spot where the hand smacked yeah. him was funny. Like, it was funny, but it was also good in timing. And they didn't hit you with all the comedy, like boom, 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 boom. It they built. spread it out. Mm-hmm. It built. And it was fun. And and I think the crowd really enjoyed it. And there's some people who don't like comedy wrestling and they didn't dig it. I mean, I know our good friend Lincoln did it. We watched it with him. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm not big as big into comedy wrestling, so maybe not for me. And I'm like, dude. I'll take that over the mimosa match any fucking day. Oh, my God. Yeah. It wasn't a shot at anybody. But well, when it's done I love, right. I love yeah, that's Orange, the thing. It really told I the story. I love Orange Cassidy. I would have loved to see Orange Cassidy in something like that. I think he would have he, I think he would have been as entertaining as Sammy. But Sammy Zayn, dude, murdering it. Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn staying in WWE. Smart yeah. moves. And they go to WrestleMania. And they're the, and they're the belts. It paid the ball. off for him to mm-hmm. resign. Okay, absolutely. Huge moves. But, but, yeah, that, that match was really good. And just as someone in the ring, I tell you, like, you forget where you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You'll have stuff planned. They, that's why they tell you a lot of times it's better to call stuff so that way you're not, you know, Forgetting. thinking about what's coming next. But I thought that Knoxville just moved from one spot to the next, like, just very seamlessly. And I was like, for a guy who's never had a match, it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, also, you know, what works out for him is that Jack has to kind of do similar things. So also a testament to Sammy that he was able to keep up with the spots, too. So both of those guys kept up with a oh, lot of the mousetrap at the end. I was like, I saw that. I was, I had a feeling like it's going to malfunction or something, and mess up their finish. And sure as shit, it wasn't working. But Knoxville kept it cool, went and figured out what part needed to be, and they. You know, they got you know it. how many people would have fucked that up, like because they would have overthought it. Yeah, because what just... do you, what do you do? There, I think there was another part, something tiny in there, but I think he was pulling out a table or something. and was getting caught underneath the thing, and like instead of like pulling it and freaking out, he just took his time and took got his, time, his said, got his gimmicks out and. Yeah, because yeah, if that little lever didn't go over, that could have really botched their finish. But that was awesome. I thought it, for the celebrity portion, I liked it. Yeah, definitely. Next up, Fatal 4-Way for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Your champions coming in. Queen Zelina and Carmella defending against Sasha Banks and Naomi. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan and Natalya and Shayna Baszler. Story of this match, first of all, that, that fucking mask that Carmella wears drives it's so me nuts. so funny. Yeah. I know. I get the gimmick, but it just drives me nuts for some reason. I'm like, just. She's yeah. great, though. She, all, she is. For years, man, she really. I, I, I like watching her because her little screaming and heckling stuff that she does in the match was awesome. But I thought. Uh, before getting into the match, I just loved Sasha pulling up in a Lambo. That yeah, was, <laughs> that was dope. That was sick. And they're like such a cool tag team. Like I think that they might be the coolest female tag team that I've seen behind the Iconics. Like it just works. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know what I'd like to see more of his tag team though. Still, is Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Yeah, that one works too. It's just... So I'd like to see that a little more. But I, you know what? I'm happy who won. Obviously, and new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Solid match. Naomi yeah. and Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks finally gets a WrestleMania win. 
Yeah, first time. Oh, wow. oh so that's why news. she was crying. Yeah, big, yeah. big news. But you know what, though? No shame in her losses at Mania because she's put over and been in some of the best matches in WrestleMania. I thought mm-hmm. she had the best match last year. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Easily. Bianca? Easy. Easily. Easy. Next up was one that we were anticipating and waiting for because, come on, on paper, it looks amazing. And it was good in life, too. AJ Styles versus Edge. By the way, AJ Styles, not Pyro. Uh, now the video's smacked out his head. smacked his head off of the side of the entrance. It was so distracting. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. By the way, bust him open, and he still doesn't let it stop him. That is a testament to how getting work done. Mm. Edge, by the way, coolest entrance of the New weekend. ministry. Dude, I love the new bringing it back to where he started with the vampire stuff and the brood. And, and the rumors were true. We're going to get a new brood kind of in a way because yeah. we got Damian Priest and uh, Edge working together. Of course, at the end of the day... 24 minutes, 5 seconds. Edge comes out on top. little distraction by Damian Priest. Spear uh, going for the phenomenal forearm. Gets hit with the spear. AJ does. 1, 2, 3 does the job. But you know what? Great match for both mm-hmm. these guys. Crowd was, I felt, dead a little bit. But it was Crowd's a good a match. Crowd's a little tired. Oh, yeah. Crowd's a little tired. After the Knoxville match, yeah. They, they didn't have enough recovery time, I thought. I don't think they really came back until the McAfee match. Yeah. Uh, because next up was the tag match. We got Sheamus and Ridge Holland against the New Day. Uh, the reason... Uh, one minute, 40 seconds, short match. Everybody's like, you know, by the way, the internet complaining about this match getting canceled. Nobody was talking about this match before it got canceled. The reason the match got canceled, I didn't get to it before, but I'll say it here. Uh, the real reason I think this match got canceled, if you go to the Peacock right now and you go to the replay of WrestleMania night two, or night one, sorry, and you go to three hours and 16 minutes, that is the exact time that Stone Cold Steve Austin makes his entrance. Oh, So they man. were, pl- they were <laughs> That's playing. That's pretty cool. They, because obviously there was commercials and stuff in originally, but when the replay, they don't put them there. So if you fast forward to three hours and 16 minutes, right when you take it, put it on the Peacock, without commercials or anything, that is where Steve Austin comes Easter out. Easter eggs. Trust me, yeah. they planned that. Hence why they scrapped the match for that night, because they were like, oh shit, we need to make this time. There it was. That's my real reason. I think that's the reason. And uh, if it's not... And that's the coincidence of three hours and 16 minutes? Come on. There's no way mm-hmm. that was a coincidence. No, that was cool. Yeah. That thought it was cool. They did the they paid tribute to Big E. Oh, yes. yeah. They loved it. They replayed that. I that, hate that. I hated they, they showed that. They replayed that. And, like, I got emotional for a second because I've been such a big fan of Big E. Before he won the title, I was saying for years, like, you got this guy has it all. Mm-hmm. The size, the, the ability in the ring, the, the charisma and everything. So I thought it was cool that they – Wore the singlets and the jackets and everything, but it sucked that they only had a little bit of time. But agreed. I wish they had more, but once again, it is what it is. Let's move on, though. We got our singles match. I know Wonder Soul just asked about it. Pat McAfee, yes, making his dream come true, taking on Austin Theory, or better known as Mr. McMahon's bitch boy. Cool ass entrance, dude. I was going to say that Seven Nation Army, and you got the you got the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Pat McAfee gets a big, big push, He baby. was soaking it up, too. You could tell. Love mm-hmm. it. By the way, once again, impressive in the ring. Guy's been training since 2017. Yeah, we saw the thing with Adam Cole, so I wasn't surprised. Yeah, no, yeah. neither was I. But here, here's what I would say. When when people talk about it like, like celebrity, I'm like, technically, yes, he is a celebrity. But he also works for the company. He's also a trained pro wrestler. So I do not consider him a celebrity no, in the aspect of the ring. He's a voice of SmackDown. He's, right, but mm-hmm. on top of that, I consider him a worker as well. We've seen him work a few times, and we know he's trained in the ring. Yeah. He puts he puts time into the craft, and that's why he's fluid. I mean, yeah, exactly. if it, would he be better if he was in the ring more? I think he would. But... 
he's also not a guy who's going to be in the ring more. But it's mm. awesome though. You you know your commentator can come oh, off yeah. the desk and Dude. do hurricane ranas yeah. and backflips off the top rope or the, the leap. Flip. Oh yeah, my the God. the box jump to the top rope for the superplex. Well, yeah. Well, back to back, he does the he gets pushed off, does the flip, lands on his feet, and then he jumps up to the top. But then on top of that, picture perfect superplex. Mm. Yeah. I mean. The things that he does good in the ring, he does good in the ring. I called it during the match, too. I was like, because somebody was like, oh, the interference. I'm like, you don't need interference. All he has to do is slip in the, you just have Austin Theory be cocky, and he just slips under and gets the pin. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, Austin Theory got a little too cocky going for the finish, and Pat McAfee rolls that some bitch up. One, two, three, Pat McAfee wins the match. Did not see that coming, man. Yeah. But then he challenges Mr. McMahon. And... I, it took a minute. I got to be honest. It, it kind of, I was the first person mm-hmm. to say it, but it took me a minute. This It goes on as he start wrestling, and the match is going on with him and McMahon, and I'm like, why? I'm in my head. <laughs> this is me. In my head, I'm going, why is this happening? <laughs> like, this is in my head. And then all of a, a sudden. a lot of people thought that. Dude, the best part is all of a sudden, I get, the light bulb clicked. I just say it out loud to everyone. I'm like, oh, shit. Steve Austin's coming out for night two. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like. I'm like, and everyone's like, no, that makes sense. I didn't yeah. piece it together until that music hit, and I'm like, oh, this is so perfect. Yeah. Except yeah. he telegraphed it, though, because they, they, they missed all the, the music. The yeah. And McMahon got scared when it was Austin Theory's music. He's like, ah. Uh. And then they kind of covered it up a little bit. But I was like, in the thing, I'm just like, all of a sudden, it just dawned at me. I'm like, Austin's coming out. Yeah. And then sure enough, the music hits. Steve comes to the ring. I love, guy, be honest, Vince looked, it was amazing looking at his face. As soon as Austin's music hits, he's just like, oh, shit. I fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and he starts He's instantly, still such a character. He, I love it. Oh, Austin yeah. gets in the ring, and instantly McMahon starts doing what he used to do to Shane. It was him. Yeah. It was him. It's his fault. Oh, Steve. Steve. You see him, Steve? Him? It's all his idea. I had nothing to do with it. I don't, I don't want it because Steve's like, I don't know why you're treating this guy this way. What are you doing? And all of a sudden, Austin Theory shoves Austin. I'm like, ah, that's a mistake. Yep. And then we get the stunner, by the way. Austin Theory took an amazing stunner, came about 30 feet in the air. Not really that high. Dude, but he did like a little jump man He was thing like, yeah. And he's like, he takes it. Vince then, on the other hand. Vince on the other hand. Vince fell for the same trick. I mean, I know Padawan Jay out loud said, you know, it's just like uh, Charlie Brown in the football, kicking yeah. the football. Vince, once again, took hook, line, and sinker, takes the beer. He's like, oh. This time it's Dude, that was funny too. He's like, oh, hold on. <laughs> he, took, he took a little sip to make sure he liked. He's like, oh, it's good beer. And he's like, ah, all right. And he's like, ah, he's just like, he's not going to stun me, is he? Mm-hmm. And uh, took the worst stutter of all time. By the way, the McFoley reaction video for that was Price even Austin was like corpsing. Dude, he was all dying. Like, his ass off. Like Vince, what are you fucking doing? I'm just glad Vince didn't hurt himself because when he did finally get the stunner on him, Vince went down to his knees really weird. Like yeah, I was he like, took oh, a no. weird. Bump. He but he fucking bur- he he tore his quads again. You know the funniest thing about taking the stunner is that all you have to do is bend over. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's all it is really. And then any if you want to spice it up, that's when you go to your knees or well, pop up. And that's but you know what, Pat McAfee took a good stunner. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there was part of me was like, ah, maybe he won't give Pat McAfee a stunner. But then it's like, nah, Stone Cold doing Same Stone here. Cold things. Yeah. yeah, gives him the stunner. McAfee. I love the shot of him on the ground <laughs> drinking <laughs> the beer. I was like, I've been him there before. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite part was literally him laying in there just drinking the beer. You're just like, oh, that's hilarious. It was. Yeah, it was and I'm sure stuff. he probably improvised that too. And the cameraman was right there and like gold right there. Listen, man, couldn't have planned it better. Great moment. You know, you have the retirement match, but we had to have one more Mr. McMahon, Steve Austin moment. I'm sure we might get another one sometime, maybe, but if this was the last one, yeah, that was a shitty stunner. By the way, Vince is always taking a shitty stunner. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. 
This you know one is, is the worst. It's the high so. of the night before, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he just looks he just so happy because he gets match. to go have fun, and now he has the pressure, you know, if there's pressure for a guy like Austin. but He got to rewrite history. Got to have a, He got to have an advertised last match. Got to do it at WrestleMania. Got to do it in Dallas, Texas, where he had his first match. Sportorium down Solid the road. match, too. Great, great match with Kevin Owens. Then he gets to come out the next night, and it's like riding a bike. I'm going to come out there. I'm going to stun the boss. I'm going to stun a couple other people, have some beers, and the crowd's going to pop for me. Great Perfect. advertisement for that Broken Skull IPA, too. Mm. No, no, I just Every time he cracked one open, I was like, yeah, we need to get this. How about the cameraman taking the one can and putting it at perfect level so they could product placement the yeah, shot? Yeah, they know what they're doing. That cameraman, yeah. genius, by the way. He hired that guy. Uh, yeah, I need to get some of that. I'd like I'd like to try it. It looks uh, delicious. I'm not a big IPA guy, but that was a lager. So I'm, if I'm, I can find them anywhere, next time I come to do one of these, I'll bring them. Awesome. Okay. Well, I, I will. I will indulge. Uh, at least one match left. We had a main event for the winner takes all WWE Championship Universal Champion to see who's going to be the undisputed Universal Unified Champion, whatever the fuck they're calling the belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roman the Galactic Reigns Champion. Yes. Versus Brock Lesnar. 12 minutes and 15 seconds. At the end of the day, Roman Reigns is the new and retaining, however you want to put it, champion. Uh, let's talk about what went well and what went not so well in this match because there's a tale of two cities. Mm-hmm. I thought the way this match opened up was genius. Yes. With Lesnar taking the gloves off and Roman Reigns' face when he's like, uh, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for the guy taking his gloves off. Mm-hmm. Lesnar just said, yeah. We don't need these today. I would have beat your ass. And uh, I thought it went well for the first little bit. Uh, rumor has it. It's not been confirmed. It did look like something popped possibly in the shoulder or whatever of Roman Reigns. I uh, uh, saw that picture. It looked a little bad. Yeah. Who knows how bad or whatever it is. Also, I, I want to throw out there before we go any further. I saw a lot of people online trying to be like, oh, is he not tough enough? Come on, guys. If, if you're out there and you get hurt, that's some bullshit. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't, I don't, and comparing it to, uh, you know, the, the, the thing I saw some people doing it to, comparing it to Kenny Omega wrestling with a hernia stuff. Listen, nobody said Kenny Omega's not a tough son of a bitch. Yeah. But to, to say a guy who survived cancer twice and has done everything that Roman Reigns has done is a, is a bitch because he got injured possibly. Oh, go say that to Roman's face. That's mm-hmm. a, yeah. That's just a horrible fucking take, okay? And he did work the match. He finished. <laughs> he yeah. did finish the match. Maybe they shortened it. Maybe not. We don't know. The match didn't come off as great as I thought it would be. It was definitely not the best yeah, match I was that really these excited. two guys have been put together. Well, it's like, what, their third time working Mania? Yep. Third, third time third at Mania, Mania, probably like the seventh or eighth time overall. But, you know, unfortunately, when you have that big of a body of work, you got to have a stinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, we can all talk about, you know, look at The Rock in Austin. That last one, that ended up being Austin's last match until the other day, that one wasn't as good as the other two. I'm not saying it was horrible. It wasn't a complete stinker, but it wasn't as good. Obviously, there was reasons. Yeah. Steve Austin had the neck issue, the anxiety issue, all that stuff. The heart attack the night before. The heart attack the night before, you know. Obviously, there's a lot that plays in. Same thing possibly in this match. We don't know. Maybe Roman was already injured coming in and aggravated it more, but Mm -hmm. wanted to be there to get that moment in. Either way, it wasn't my cup of tea, but I've seen worse. Seven moves, I think, is what the tally was. like different moves. Yeah. Couple suplexes. I mean, it is Brock Lesnar. Spamming finishers. I think the thing that disappoints people is that they know that both guys are so capable of doing more stuff. And when you build up to this match and it's in the main event and it's kind of more of just what you've seen already, 
you know, I, I was disappointed a little bit because I'm, no, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of both guys. I, I loved, I, I love what they've been doing with Brock, letting Brock. Like this is the first time in his career, I feel like we're getting to see Brock actually come out of his shell, mm-hmm. and he's talking. You know, he's cutting his own promos. He's wearing what he wants to wear. He's have you can tell he's having fun out there. I actually, this is the first time in Brock's life. I think he's happy of doing something, right? Because if you really look, even at it, on that that uh, the podcast he did with Pat McAfee, McAfee. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, like, it was great. It was hilarious. I was like, who knew that doing there the was Stone Cold voice the whole yeah. time? Private great. jet. Drink beer, all that. that I mean, what? What? He's like, Prime Jack, Drag Bear, Hunt for Elk. Like, it, it was good stuff. And, 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 and on the, the other side with Roman, too. Yeah, like, I love the. I thought they should have turned him heel a while ago. I always saw, like, oh, sure. Triple H shades in there uh, with him. But then this whole, you know, bloodline thing and the tribal chief and uh, the head of the table, I've been loving it. And then he's been having some pretty solid matches. So I was mm-hmm. just like. Yeah, both guys are at their peaks right now. This is going to be awesome, and then it was just more of the same. But yeah, I, I it was a dis. I, I I'm going to be honest. It was disappointing. A lot to live into, though. Too. I mean, I don't. God knows what's going on. But once again, it's it, at the end of the day, I do think it was a letdown for the main event. Um, I had a weird prediction is, though, because I had seen The Rock's mom at ringside. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone else caught that. Well, I'm yeah, sure yeah. she was there for Roman because it's all one gigantic family well mm-hmm. but i was like maybe they'll do a thing where the usos get involved and they that maybe they do the thing that they kind of did with austin and mcmahon at 17 where he beats the shit out of him with a chair and then we can get a rock save and that'll lead to next year but it, it ended up being any of that there's stuff. a lot of weird things i mean i've the rock the rumor's been on the table for a while could it happen absolutely no yeah. the undertaker said it never said awesome. it ever, right however the the, the the there's a lot that lines up against it the rock is the biggest movie star on the planet there's not a hollywood studio that's going to allow the rock to go into a wrestling ring under the insurance because yeah. when you're on a movie you have to be under insurance especially That's what since he him. got injured doing that once already yeah, against yeah, yeah. Cena they had to cancel uh, Hercules no yeah. it was against Cena the yeah, first it was time against Cena the first time they had to push back Hercules and they blamed it for that That's why that movie bombed allegedly I don't think that's why the movie bombed but that's another story yeah. for another day <laughs> Hollywood's going to blame what Hollywood's going to blame the problem is is you know we've ran this problem before remember Mickey Rourke was supposed to work Wrestlemania 25 didn't end up being able to work the Mania oh, because they did the, weird, they did the weird little punch, but he wasn't able to work a match because the stu- he was doing Iron Man. The studio mm. said, nah, 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 that ain't happening. You're under our insurance. We can't take that risk. And even though I would have loved to see that match still because Mickey Rourke, for the wrestler, trained to be a wrestler. So mm. he was going to go in there with a very capable Chris Jericho. I think they might have had a great match. Yeah. That's just my take. Whatever. Couldn't be in there with a better person for that Absolutely. Type of thing. But I think that that's what's working against The Rock. Now, that's not saying it might not happen. If The Rock can get that time free and he's not making a big budget movie where he's got to make a ton of money. I I could see that happening. I think it was working against him showing up that night. I do believe his mom was there to show support for the Usos on night one. Also, I think that she was there to show support for Steve Austin Mm -hmm. to represent the rock there on night one. That is because obviously I'm sure because of the friendship that the, the, the rock and Austin have, I'm sure that he knew it was going to be his last match. For whatever reason, he knew he wasn't going to be able to be there. So I think his mom was representing him there to be like, hey, we're in your corner. Because that does put you know him at ease. And obviously, his mom does have a relationship with Steve as well as far as you know the friendship and everything and how that works. And of course, she's there a lot for Roman. So yeah. I'm assuming night two, of course, she was going to be there for Roman as, as a support system for I Roman. Still, I still, I saw her and I was like, oh, maybe. Mm. Maybe. I mean, I, I like possible. where it goes. But like I said, 
I, but, I yeah. she has been there for most of Roman's big mm-hmm. matches. I feel like she is a sports, but once again, she's the matriarch of that family now. So that's you know big for the Samoans, and it's good to show the support. But I do believe night one she was there supporting the Usos and probably Steve Austin in some capacity. Mm. Night two definitely there supporting Roman, but. It also did work out for story. In case you do want to say that down the line, maybe his mom's like, "Hey, I don't like what you're doing." Yeah. So I told the Rock. Yeah. Rock says, "Fuck that!" If you're my, my, <laughs> my mom, said, I gotta whoop your ass. Like I said, it's possible, but yeah, like I just think with all the movie studio stuff he's got, it's it's just not gonna happen. It's hard. Yeah. It's gonna be hard. Once again, could it pull? Could it, next year? Listen, after this year, I'm never saying never about shit. Mm-hmm. Right. You'll never catch me being like never. Do I think it's likely? No. I honestly think that that's just a dream we all are, we all have. I think he's just too big of a star. How do you turn down the movies he's in? Yeah. Now, if the gods shine down on us and he has a gap in between, you never know. He's in great shape. You saw him at the Super Bowl. Holy mm-hmm. shit. That guy's got like a 34-inch waist and he's yeah, gigantic. ridiculous. Like the rock is ready. But uh, as far as Roman goes, I, I'm glad that they kept the story going. I'm, I'm glad they kept the title on him too. Uh, I think it's cool these really long title reigns. I know that they probably wanted to rewrite the Punk one, and they're probably well past it now. Oh, they were yeah, well yeah. past it because they did that with uh, Brock. Because mm-hmm. Brock beat that. They made a big deal about it when Brock did it. But yeah, made I think it's cool. I, I'm a big fan of the, this. I know a lot of people are over it already because we're going on a couple of years of him well, being the champ. But, like, dude, you got a guy like that. Who else is over as he? You know, like this? As of WrestleMania weekend, it was 580-plus days mm-hmm. as image champion. And he hasn't been pinned in that time frame either. Nobody's beaten him. Yeah. Like him himself. He's been in some multi-man matches where one of the Usos ate a pin, but that doesn't count against you. So it's kind of interesting that they've protected him so much. Makes you wonder where they're going. I have predictions. I know that we're running long here, obviously, so I won't dive into it, but I will say, don't be surprised if Cody Rose don't win Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw it out there. that's, That's the first thing I thought of. And, of course, that'll be an also in a big stadium. Stadium I'm familiar with as a, as a Las Vegas Raiders fan because that's going to be in the Legion Stadium. So eh, it's going to be a good night. But of the of the two-night uh, mania extravaganzas, it's like our third year doing it. The first year was at the PC. Yep. Mm-hmm. Second year was last year was the first live event back. Yeah, but Tampa Bay. Yeah, first one back where it was a little light to tenants, but still but did this it. One, this one was awesome. And next year's already confirmed. It's two nights, April 1st and April 2nd in Los Angeles, California at SoFi Stadium. Nice. So we've Makes already com- they've already been confirmed. By the way, already confirmed. Not to be outdone, Brett Lauderdale has already booked the Collective 2023 to take place. I think it's on March tw- March 30th through April 1st. Yeah, something Is like it that. Something like that. Those three days at the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Los, An- Los Angeles, California, where GCW normally runs. It's kind of interesting that you already booked it. So Collective's on, Mania's on. We're going to be in Los uh, Los Angeles. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, overall, night one was the better night in my opinion. Facts. But I'll tell you what, this WrestleMania did not disappoint. I like the two nights. A lot better than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be, honestly. I like the two <laughs> nights because I like the Wrestle Kingdom's also two nights. They did it first. And I think WWE saw that that was successful and it let the crowd, you know. Well, the numbers just prove themselves. Like, what are you going to sell out one event with 70,000 plus? Or, oh, you know, yeah. One night? Wise. Why don't let's just do it two nights in a row? I know. Listen, bis- business-wise, you're absolutely right, too. But like, even for the fans, I was at WrestleMania 35, and I was the last WrestleMania. That WrestleMania was one of the longest. I was, you They're know, like the, seven hours at one time. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I was in that building for almost 10 because you got there before, and then the show itself was seven to eight hours long. And it's, it's just, you just and I was there live, and that's with the intensity in the stadium, and it was still like, God damn, this is long. 
with it being two days, you still got eight hours of wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Or just about eight hours of wrestling, I should say. But it, with it split over two days, it feels a lot easier. Just my, you know. So yes, financially, business wise, great because you got two houses. Also, from the standpoint of fans at home and even in the stadium, it's easier to digest seven to eight hours of wrestling over two days than it is to digest it in one sitting. Because then you're really taking away. Could you imagine if we did both shows in one night? And It like, would take away from some of the things. The Cody Rhodes thing would have killed a lot of shit. The Stone yeah. Cold thing would have killed a lot of shit. How would you, how would you put Lesnar? Because Lesnar and Roman would have been invented no matter what. How does that follow the return of Cody Rhodes and the last match of Steve Austin? Yeah. crowd would have been dead for it. They would it would have been it would have been a nightmare. It's yeah. like uh, Triple H and Jericho back yep. in the day. When, Triple uh, H and Jericho, Triple H and Orton at twenty five, Triple H and Jericho at eighteen. Like any match where there was this huge match before that the crowd died, and those were shorter shows. Because think about it, WrestleMania eighteen was like a four hour hours, show, yeah, three, three, three or four hours, and just like WrestleMania twenty five was like a four or five hour show. So it was a shorter, technically a shorter show, and the crowd was fucking dead for it. Could you imagine eight hours? Again, no. and you you did all that before, and then Roman and Brock would have to come out of there. If I was Roman and Brock, I'd be like, okay, we're opening the show. Yeah, we're gonna get the crowd while it's fucking fresh. Have a good day. Everybody else could suck it, mm-hmm. and nobody would want to do the main event of Mania anymore. They would just want to do the opening because that's what Brock did when at Mania uh, thirty five. Brock said, "If I'm not in the main event, put me in the open." Yeah, they're like, "Why?" He's like, "Because the crowd, Seth, yeah, the, cro- awesome. the crowd will be alive, and not only the crowd will be alive, I can get on a plane and get the fuck out of here." Yeah. <laughs> Like it was, it was smart, and people like ran with it. Like, oh, he was pissed off. No, he instantly said, "If I'm not the main event, I want to be first. Getting paid Why? the same. Well, that's what he said. He said that crowd pop isn't going to be the same at the at the match before the end. The and no one was expecting it either. Oh, mm-hmm. that crowd popped huge when they heard the uh, the the Brock Lesnar music. Yeah, Brock. You had Hogan come out and do the Hogan thing, and then you had Brock come out and Heyman on the microphone and be like, "Hey." We're not waiting. Seth Rollins, you want your match? Get your ass out here. Let's go. Seth Rollins obliged. Came out Beast Slayer and all that happy jazz, and we know where that went. Great match. Mm. Seth Rollins wins. Brock Lesnar, it's wild because people were kind of annoyed with him, I feel like, for a while when he came back and he was just running through people. But I was uh, trying to contextualize things for my wife because I'm like, this guy debuted when he was like 20, 21. Yeah, something crazy. Right out of They strapped a rocket to him. Mm Mm-hmm. He was he beat The Rock like six months into his career. Then he was on top for two years, and then when he was like twenty two, twenty three, he walked away, mm-hmm. went and joined the Vikings for a for a cup of coffee. Yep. Then went and beat some of the greatest UFC heavyweights of all time, and then came back, and now he's been back for like a decade. I feel like just main eventing this whole time, and Absolutely. I'm like, he's really Close, one yeah. of the goats. Like he is up there. Absolutely, I and agree. especially now that he's like coming out of his shell, we're like getting to see his personality and stuff. It's way more fun to watch. Ken, yes. we got one of those. We got Osman 06, and since uh, Lou's not here, I got to ask the question. And I got to throw it out there because it's best followers and stuff. Hey, Osman, I'll, I'll, I'll check out that website. What was your favorite Mania match? What was the favorite Mania? We uh, like messing with the you know the bots that come in and tell you about buying viewers and stuff. Oh. So we like to mess with them. We used to <laughs> yes. have a, a friend of ours, when he's in chat, he usually asks him different wrestling-related questions. So I decided to ask him his mania question. But, yeah, overall, I think it was a great weekend. Obviously, as you guys know, we're over the three-hour mark, which is unusual for the show. It is jam-packed. And, man, I am, uh, I, I'm not, I'll am not. i be ready to do this again next year. Yes. <laughs> Until then, I'm glad that it's going to be normal wrestling schedules. Uh, WrestleMania, though, man, it, it just takes over, and it's just good, good, good stuff. It's transitioning. 
to some UFC now. Oh well, no, we we do the we we love the UFC. We'll probably be watching that this weekend. We gotta hey. make a decision because the GCW is there too. Hey. It'll be a game time one, but there's a stack card we'll be talking on the ODPH tomorrow about. Oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do all. Maybe watch GCW on Sunday. Well, thank you guys for having me. Oh, this oh absolutely! Man. First podcast. This was mad fun. I, I was a little nervous, but then yeah, yeah that's it's just talking about stuff baby. we love. And once again, thank you guys for all the support and the shout outs absolutely. and the retweets, man. You keep doing what you're doing. We'll keep supporting. Yeah, man. definitely yeah. Swing, swing on back anytime. Yeah. With that being said, though, let the people know how to find you one last time before we get out of here. At Super B Sevilla on Twitter. Um, there's a link in my bio to my YouTube. You can check out matches, promos. If you're a promoter and you want a guy who's 6'3", 215, who works hard, I try to, to, to be the best worker I can. Uh, no politics or anything. Just shoot me an email at superbsevilla at gmail. And, uh, yeah, I'll be grinding in the meantime. There you go. Also, make sure you check them out this weekend. If you're in the 607, make sure you get to the exit, the Oakdale Mall in Johnson City, 5 p.m. bell time. That means $4, 4, 4 o'clock doors. Uh, you you want to be there for Anger Management by Excite Wrestling. He's got a big triple threat mm-hmm. match coming up on Saturday. I like make you, sure Dante. There. I like you, Cheech, but you got to go down. I got to keep right. this momentum rolling. And if you're outside of the area and you want to check it out, twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling, X-C-I-T-E Wrestling. And also, if you want, just write, we'll, we'll make sure we uh, host the channel right here on twitch.tv slash Podcast. So it's the easiest way possible to get you to watch. Ken M. Talk about the ODPH. Very simple. Swing on over to ODPHpodcast.com. Join the conversation on our social media accounts. Check out Parlay Points. New blogs drop in. T Public Store, friends of the show, which I'll put the Super B links right in there for you too. So oh, if yeah, you can't find you. them, I will make sure we get that in there. You can also find A122 Productions in there. So anything that you need that is ODPH and 607 Podcasts, simple, ODPHpodcast.com. For all information, just keep it in easy, 8122productions.com to find all you need to know about the Three Fat Nerds. Uh, more information about 607 TWS and all that happy jazz. Of course, Three Fat Nerds Pod on all social media, throwing that in front of it. We'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, we're going to end up the same way we always do. One-winged angel by our good friend, Second Suitor. Shout-outs to Tom Jolu, who we played on the second break. Shout-outs to shout the Robots, who we played on the first break. Make sure you go listen to their music. Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube music. Check them out. But uh, we're going to end it the same way we do. And uh, you know what? Thank you, Super B, for coming Thank in. Thank you. For having, Thank you. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for checking it out. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know this was a supersized show, but it was a supersized week for myself, for Ken M, for Super B. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, I have to say and leave you with later wrestling fans. Impressive. Shatter the hourglass and
emptying all of the sand. This moment is infinite, dancing along with the band. Will you sing with only one wing? The angel I've looked for, and she can't stop looking. Top ropes, one, two.